Ah ouais. Bon après-midi tout le monde. Je m'appelle Guillaume. Malheureusement, mon emploi de bouton est très chargé hier et cette semaine. Mais mon week-end est magnifique, monsieur. What's going on? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, I am fucking... I can't shake this goddamn cough. You know, it's not COVID. It's not Ebola. It's not AIDS. It's all three. Um, um, yeah. Oh, my God. Happy Thanksgiving. Tout le monde. Happy Thanksgiving to le monde. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Sorry to the Indians. I hope you like the casinos. Uh, it's a weird holiday, right? You know, big meal wrapped in genocide. Um, <laughs> how do we grow corn? Thank you. Here's some blankets. Um, yes, there's a dark history to this country. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, I've been mining the last few weeks. Um, my cough's actually gotten better, believe it or not. It's just I have to keep talking. That's the problem. I screamed my fucking act this weekend. See, this is basically it. When, when you don't know how to write a joke, you have to scream the jokes. And you have to fucking, you know, you got to throw a lot of fucks in there. The PEDs of joke writing. Um, yeah, that's basically it. And I had an amazing weekend. Um, I worked in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, which I didn't know was named after Andrew Jackson. And they called it Jacksonville. Isn't that nice? You know, did anybody name something after Lincoln called Lincolnville? I don't think they did. Jacksonville. I like that. Burville. That doesn't sound good. Um, anyway, I had a great time there. Um, I worked with Joe Bartnick and Forrest Shaw. They fucking murdered all weekend. And when we were uh, in Jacksonville, we were driving down to Orlando the next day. And uh, I was thinking about Bob Sagan a lot. Still can't fucking believe he's gone. Um, but when we were going to leave, getting ready to leave the hotel, there was this uh, battleship from the Korean conflict. Never was called a war. And uh, I got to be honest with you, the size of that battleship, it looked like a conflict. It wasn't a big one. Sort of a mid-size, you know, like if the Mercury Monarch was turned into a battleship, that's like the size of it. Um, I think that guy from Amazon, I think his fucking lifeboats are bigger than this fucking battleship, probably on his yacht. Um, anyway, so we were getting ready to go. <coughs> and um, Forrest goes, dude, you got you to gotta see this, man. He goes, there's a couple of fucking... Homeless alcoholics with a karaoke machine and like you got to fucking see this shit. And they were out in front of the thing. I don't think they were homeless. 
I don't know what they were doing, but they were fucking boozing, and it was 9 in the morning. And the white dude was singing Depeche Mode. <laughs> it was like every fucking reason you do the, do the road or travel. And he was crushing it. And he was just going, all I ever wanted, all I ever needed. And he was fucking destroying. And then his buddy, the black dude, was dancing and he was drinking. They were both drinking. And I was just sitting there with Forrest and he was just going like, I've been watching them for 15 minutes and like just thinking about my life if I'm actually truly enjoying it the way these two guys are. I mean, they were having a fucking, like, they were having a blast. They were having so much fun. I just had an ear-to-ear grin. I just, I didn't even participate. I actually, it made my day to watch two human beings having that level of fun. And, you know, whenever they do these exposés on alcoholics that end up out on the street, they never show the ones like this. You know, in a nice warm climate, with a karaoke machine. It was kind of like, it was mind-blowing because it was, you know, these skyscrapers around there and people working in there in powerful positions and they got the fucking, you know, their suits on and making all of this fucking money and doing all of this shit. And uh, with all of this stress, and these two characters right outside the place were fucking... They weren't hammered. They had a nice glow going and they were singing Depeche Mode. And I I don't know, it's just like whatever they were doing wasn't wrong because it made me and Forrest so happy to watch them. Um, Anyway, that was Jacksonville. The show was awesome. Um, You know, it's been a minute since I've been to Jacksonville. And then the next day we went down to Orlando um, and all sort of ran together. You know what's cool is I like that, you know, we landed in Jacksonville and then just drove, you know, the whole weekend. So I went from Jacksonville to Orlando down to Sarasota, Florida, which um, is always cool because uh, on my mother's side, way back in the day, in the 40s and 50s, when my mom was a little girl, they used to go down there for the summers. And my grandfather was afraid to fly. So they would drive all the way down there. I mean, I don't even know what kind of highway system there was. And they would hit, hit, you know, hit spots on the way down there to eat and shit. And I think I told this story before. There was one day <clears throat> my mother went to a show in either Fort Myers or Sarasota in July of 1955. And at 3.30 in the afternoon, she saw a matinee show with a guy named Elvis Presley. And like two months later, he did the Ed Sullivan show and became like the biggest thing ever. But she saw him when he was doing five shows a day. She saw him before he hit. And um, in like a half-filled theater at like 3.30 in the fucking afternoon. <laughs> How fucking cool is that? That's that's my mother's first concert. You know? <coughs> um, 
mine is Doc and Judas Priest on the Feel for Life tour. Um, you know, not as cool. You know, it's funny, it was almost 30 years later, 1986. I can't remember if it was Worcester Centrum or the Providence Civic Center. But, uh, God, I wish I kept those fucking ticket stubs. They got to be somewhere. I know I never threw them out, but fucking saw I saw everybody in those two buildings. I saw Dice Clay in the Worcester Centrum. I saw ACDC in the Boston Garden. I saw Cinderella in the Boston Garden opening on that tour. What else did I see? I saw fucking Def Leppard. I saw fucking Tesla. Loudness, I remember. I think open for ACDC on the Who Made Who tour. Long fucking time ago. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I apologize for no uh, podcast on Monday. I'm just trying to get over this fucking cough. I know what you're thinking, Bill. Have you seen a doctor? Of course I haven't. I'm German-Irish. We don't go to doctors. We start world wars. <laughs> Um, yeah, you wouldn't know this. I haven't had a cigar in like a month. It's funny how I stopped smoking cigars and then all of a sudden this shit happened. Um, oh God, I think my son just woke up. He's, he's the best. Both of my kids, you know, it's great because I'm home until like the second week of December and all I'm doing is hanging out with them. And, uh, that fucking garbage truck video. I got this whole thing now with my son. Where is, is this show when the garbage truck shows up? He waves, hello, or we go, bonjour. And then, then I always go to him. I go, wait, wait, wait. And I put my hand across his body, acting all dramatic, like you're waiting for the garbage truck to leave. And then when it leaves, you go, bye-bye, au revoir. And uh, he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. And when it comes up, I go, wait, 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 wait. So now he does it to me. Like he grabs like his little hands. He grabs two fistfuls of my sweatshirt. He goes, wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, au revoir. Um, so added a whole new level um, to that video. Um, having a great time. And then uh, my daughter's like turning out to be like the little artist, you know, drawing and writing and all of that. It's amazing. So, um and they also, both of them beat the shit out of my drums. You know, hit drums like a kid, like not even afraid, not afraid to make noise, just fucking swinging the stick from behind the head. It's fucking awesome. So, and then I got a bunch of shit done around my house. You know, I got a new garage door opener. I got the lights, they're like timed now. I had two huge holes, three holes in the ceiling, got those patched up and plastered. Before the fucking rats came around. Right? Got the snake, the fucking snake, the fucking uh, sink snaked out. Hung up a couple of pictures. I'm fucking ready to go. I got six more dates left on this tour that started way back in April. Very excited. Got some fun cities coming up. Um... Where am I going to be? I know I got Boise, Idaho. I think I'm in Colorado Springs where that horrible fucking shooting happened. Jesus Christ. The fuck is wrong with people? 
I love how somebody goes into a club full of unarmed people and they're wearing all this bulletproof shit. I mean, just the ultimate cowardly fucking act. Um, I swear to God. Religion and prejudice. Unreal. Unreal, the results of that. Um, so I think I'll be there. I'm going to be in uh, Utah, which I haven't been there in for fucking ever to do a show anyway. Um, speaking of religion, <laughs> I kind of like how Utah just does their own fucking thing. It's kind of got like their own little, everybody out there has got like 13 wives or some shit. You know, it's funny. I don't even know if that's true. I've been out there. I've been there a while, but since I've been going out there, I, I don't think I ever met anybody that had more than one wife. You know? How does that work out there, Utah? When you come out to the comedy show, like, do you have like a lottery with your wives to see who gets to go? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. All right, well, I got two tickets to the comedy show. All right, we all know that I'm going. So, since all you ladies like survivors so much, I figured we would have a contest to see who could get immunity. And whoever gets voted out doesn't get to go to the comedy. You have to go in your own little fucking reality TV show. Um, speaking of uh, reality, not reality, uh, of TV shows, I've been watching that show uh, second season. I didn't see the first season. I got to see the first season, but I'm watching the second season of uh, uh, White Lotus with my wife. I'm having a great time watching that. And uh, I'm trying to guess what's going to happen next. So you know what I do? You know what I love? I love that you got to wait, you know? And you know what I don't love is that there's people waiting for the whole thing to come out so they can just binge it, you know? You just think it like the level of writing and a beautiful way it's shot and all the fucking great acting on it and everything, that somebody's just going to binge it, like shotgunning it, you know, cut a big hole in it and just fucking suck it all down. Um it's like people watch TV shows now. Like they watch TV series the way like fat people eat. <laughs> it's like gluttonous. I remember a long time ago, I had a really small part on this great show called Breaking Bad. I'm sure you've heard of it. And there was a friend of mine. I asked him, I go, do you watching this show? The show's amazing. He's like... He's like, no, dude. He goes, I'm going to wait till it's done, then I'm going to binge it. And I just remember feeling like, like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? That's like if you got like a fucking, I don't even know what. I'm trying to think of something else like that. I don't know, a bottle of wine. This wine's 200 years old and you just fucking. <laughs> delicious. Now what can I drink? Um. Yeah, look, I'm just being a fucking curmudgeon. I, every week I bitch about something. If it's not the prevent defense, it's the way people watch television shows. I mean, who am I, right? I'm just a man slowly dying of whatever this fucking cough is. <coughs> who the fuck am I to tell you how to watch a TV show? Um, I like telling you what to do. It makes me feel young. You know, I feel like... Young people act like old people now. 
You can't say this. You can't do that. It's like, that's what old people do. (laughs) The fuck are you getting off telling me what the fuck I can and can't do? I got more years than you. I get to act like I understand the universe more than you do. Where do you get off being younger and better looking than I am and telling me how I get? That's my fight. It's all I got left. All I have left, you know, when you get to a certain age, all you have left is telling younger people that, you know, just to let you know, it used to be better. (laughs) What an asshole thing to do. And I do it every week. Every week, I bet you can find, you know, we got to have a new segment on this podcast called It Used to Be Better. The Ramblings of a Bald Orange Man. Um, <coughs> so I, uh, I went out, I flew the helicopter. The, uh, um, when the fuck was it? Yesterday. And um, I went up with my instructor because... Uh, you know, I've been busy, so I haven't flown. So I always go up and I go through all the emergency shit. And uh, we did an auto rotation, auto rotation simulated an engine failure. And I had the best motherfucking auto rotation I think I've done in I don't know how long. We were out in like the uh, Santa Monica Mountains, also known as Malibu. And he just goes, uh, engine failure. And then you just immediately got to do it and pick out a fucking spot. And where I wanted to pick the spot was going to be too close. So I was doing like S turns and I was fucking steering it the whole way down. Never fucking had to, I wasn't chasing it. I locked in. I kept my speed right where it needed to be. And at the last second, you know, I was going to the left, came back to the right and then just straightened it out. Went right into the fucking, you know, entered the flare, you know, came to a full fucking stop. Didn't go up or anything like that. Leveled it off. Uh, pulled power was fucking beautiful. Made me feel, made me feel, made me feel like, uh, like I knew a thing or two about a thing or two. So, anyway, speaking of a thing or two about a thing or two, Jesus Christ, did you see the end of that Patriots game against the J E T S Jets? 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 Everybody in the world thought that was going into fucking overtime. Was it a fucking punt? I was in the uh, I was in Bartnick's hotel room. Go, hey, let's watch the end of the Patriots game. It's going to go into fucking overtime. The guy runs it all the way back, and and then you know they always call those things back for some sort of a clip or whatever. There was a fucking clip like on like the ten yard line, completely not even necessary. The second I saw it, I walked away from the TV. I'm like, ah, you fucking idiot. I'm like, Belichick's going to cut that kid before this game's even over. And for some reason, they I don't know they missed it. I don't know, maybe the refs wanted to get out of there, but like they never seem to miss those things. Every time, doesn't it seem like, like we'll say 65% of the time there's a kickoff return for a touchdown or a big gain. Oh, there's a flag back there, you know? Yeah, we seem to call that. And that time there actually was fucking right there on the TV screen. So anyway, beat the Jets twice this year. Jets are a good goddamn team. So the Dolphins, every, like all these fucking people picked the Buffalo Bills. You know? Myself. I picked them. I didn't realize that Nick Kroll was going to take over for the Miami Dolphins. And I already knew that Nick Kroll was a genius character actor, comedic actor, stand-up comedian. I thought that his genius was just 
you know, within the confines of the entertainment industry. I had no idea that he was going to outcoach my Buffalo Bills, me and my Buffalo Bills. Um, <clears throat> if there was a, a movie that they were making about the rivalry between those two coaches, like they would cast the two of us. Um, you know, but for some reason, Hollywood's too afraid to make that movie. That's what I think. Um, all right, I'm going to do some of the reads here. Uh, hope you guys have a nice Thanksgiving. And uh, hey, here's one for you. How about you don't take the bait this Thanksgiving and you watch your other relatives argue with each other? <coughs> Wouldn't that be nice? If you didn't fucking jump in um, the way I always do. All right, way I used to anyways. All right, we got some reads here, baby. All right, look who it is, everyone. It's Indochino. You know, the holidays should be celebrated in style. That's right. You should outdress your relatives and make them jealous. Make them want to fucking dump some gravy in your lap. Uh, but why stop at decking the halls when you could be decked out from head to toe? Indochino makes it easy to upgrade your look with made-for-you suits. Made for you suits, not made for them. All right, it's made for you. Suits, shirts, outerwear. Outer, what the fuck is outerwear? You mean a jacket? I've heard of underwear. I never heard of outerwear. It's called a jacket. It's just a jacket. Remember that Tom Cruise and losing it? Ah, yeah, it's just a jacket. And more. Um, and for a limited time, shop Indochino's Black Friday event for their biggest sale of the year. Oh, here you go. You know what's great about a Black Friday sale online is you don't get trampled. Underrated. Taking advantage of a Black Friday sale in the safety of your own home. Um, Indochino gives you a fully made-for-you experience at a great price. And during their Black Friday event, made-for-you suits start at just $3.29 and premium shirts start at just $49. Elevate your style without spending a fortune. Submit your measurements online or get measured in store. Uh, then choose your favorite fabric and cut and fine-tune the detail from lapels and linings to monograms, pockets, and more. Uh, and shop their made-for-you shirts, casual wear, and outerwear to elevate your style from head to toe. It's the season of giving. So give yourself something made just for you with Indochino. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me, monsieur. Um, where am I? Shop the Black Friday event now through November 27th at Indochino.com and get 10% off all purchases of $3.99 or more using promo code BURR. That's Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code BURR. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Solo Stove. Huh? Are you a loner? Are you a renegade? Are you a guy that likes to cook but no one understands you? Introducing Solo Stove. No, that's not what this is. This is a backyard stove, everybody. This is for everybody. Solo Stove. Um, where am I? Tout sol. Um, there's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. 
Yeah, because when you have the ones where you're breathing in all the smoke, with all that smoke inhalation, you know, you lose consciousness and then you've, you know, you can't remember what you did. All right? Then you wake up and your slacks are down around your ankles. Uh, because... <laughs> I feel like I'm laughing like that fucking Hanna-Barbera character on the Laugh Olympics from 50 years ago, if anybody remembers that. Uh, Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, and actually enjoy the fire. And during Solo Stove's Black Friday sale, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit. Upgrade your backyard with the Solo Stove fire pit and create story-worthy moments without the fireside fumes. It's amazing people get stories out of that. I just remember sitting around a fire getting hammered. don't remember a lot of stories. Sort of numbing the pain. I remember that. Stainless steel construction designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So little smoke, you'll wonder, how's there so much fire? Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. It reminds me of one time my buddy was on a date and he was hiking up this hill at dusk and the chick he was with got freaked out because the sun and the moon were out at the same time, and she evidently thought they were the same thing. Uh, They're so confident you'll love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Let the gifting begin. Shop Solo Stove's Black Friday event for huge site-wide savings and get $10 off with the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, plus a lifetime warranty and free... Free, I can't do it, 30-day returns. Get an extra $10 off holiday deals at solostove.com, promo code BURR. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Masterclass. Um, Masterclass. Uh, Do you have a plantation? (laughs) Masterclass. Masterclass. Uh, brings you inside the minds of the most qualified people in all areas of life. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds, anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. You can learn French pastry fundamentals from Dominique Dominique Ansel. Uh, Improve your writing skills from David Mammoth or Judy Bloom. That's so ridiculous that you can do that. Or learn space exploration from astronaut Chris Hadfield. Uh, with over 150 classes from a range of world-class instructors. Uh, wait. With over 150 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Talk about how good it feels to feed your curiosity and learn a new skill. Absolutely. I'm into cooking. I like drumming. And I like telling young people that it's not as good as it used to be. I highly recommend you check out check it out. This holiday, give one annual membership and get one free. You should do this for yourself. With all the misery and all the bullshit in the fucking world, why can't you just indulge in a hobby? Is there anything better than a hobby? You know? Nothing but pure joy and fun. No expectations. It's just it's just a good time. You know, and then you get a little bit better at it. And people are like, ooh, look at you. And you feel good. And all that love you didn't get as a kid, for a moment, for a moment, you feel good enough. 
Go to masterclass.com slash Burr today. That's masterclass.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R. Terms apply. Well, shit, that was all rosy to that last thing. Terms apply. What the fuck does that mean? All right, policy genius. You know, we all hope we never need life insurance, but the reality is we're all going to croak someday. But mortgage payments, child care, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. They had to get passed on to your loved ones because those fucking bankers are so goddamn heartless. You know, plus every time you, do, you, you deposit $100, they can legally loan out 300 They actually counterfeit $200. So they're not going to pay the price. They're too big to fail. You know who's going to pay for it? Your kids. So you need life insurance. Policy journeys. Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG. Oh, yeah, AIG. Love in America since 2008. And Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. <coughs> With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance that starts at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Oh, look who it is. It's the lovely Nia. Hello. Uh, I'm reading advertising. I know nothing makes you more attractive, attracted to me than when I have a stuffed up nose, a cough, and I'm reading copy from Policy Genius. Especially since we know what a great reader out louder you are a reader out louder and policy genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams (laughs) there was no reason for you to touch my balls okay that was completely unnecessary this is life insurance all right get your hands off of me. Uh, they're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over the other, so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees, and your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of li- uh, five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Uh, head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quote and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, Jesus Christ, one more here. <coughs> oh, look who it is, everybody. Simply safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Boo doo doo doo. You stole my new Atari. You're a fucking green cunt. You treat your dog like a shit, Mr. Grinch. Uh, that's why my friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Does the Grinch really have to whip the dog the whole fucking way up the hill? The dog's crushing it. He just keeps beating him. Uh, order your Simply Safe system. For half off today, you've got spiders in your brain, Mr. Grinch. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. In an emergency, in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agency, use fast protect TM technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real. 
so you can the phone calls coming from inside your house uh so you can't so you can get priority police response simply safe as a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room window and door hd security cameras for inside and out smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a dollar a day. Less than half the price of ADT's traditional professional installed system. With a top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust the system or adjust system settings. Uh, don't miss your chance for massive savings on my favorite security system get 50 percent off any system at simplysafe.com slash burr today there's this is their biggest discount of the year that's simplysafe.com slash burr s-i-m-p-l-i-s-a-f-e dot com slash burr there's no safe like simply safe all right well that's the reads there let me uh i'm gonna do some of these other things this these other things what are these the the questions that people have and I'll see how long my voice lasts, but I really need to stop talking so I can finally get past this. So I can get past this horrible fucking time in my podcasting career. All right, Australia. Are you thinking of coming to Australia on on tour? I actually think about that a lot. Um, it just hasn't worked out. Once I had kids, I mean, I can't... It's a 14-hour flight to get there. I'm on the other fucking side of the world in Hemisphere. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to figure out a way to bring everybody. <clears throat> but I would love to. I'd like to do what I did last time. Start in Perth and work my way across. Go all the way to New Zealand. I had a great time last time. Um, that was 2015. I can't fucking believe it. All right. Chip shortage. Uh, dear Billy Gates Burr. On Thursday podcast, you mentioned skepticism on the computer's chip shortage. Reality is that this is true and it's caused by three primary reasons. The first is that modern products utilize far more chips than ever before. Think of all the cell phones, advanced vehicles, and even connected appliances. That is true. They figure out every way for every device to be hooked up to the fucking internet or Bluetooth so they can monitor what the fuck you're doing in your house. Uh, the second issue was that, you know, when I was a kid, the blender, you actually turned it with your hand. That's not true, but, you know, my grandmother did. Um, the second issue was that the pandemic crippled supply chains and chip manufacturers were, were hit hard. Um, did that happen? It seemed to be there was plenty of food. Um, finally, there's a huge bottleneck when it comes to chip manufacturing. As between 80 to 90% of the world's advanced chips are made by one company. Well, that's fucking stupid. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, known as TSMC. Oh, yeah, they publicly traded. I think that'd be a good thing to invest in and not think globally. Uh, the la Think about myself. The last point also is one of the major reasons why the U.S. and Western world does not want China to take... Well, the last point is also the major reason the U.S. and Western world uh, does not want China to take over Taiwan. Well, why don't we, in the meantime, just come up with our own fucking, you know, 
semiconductor manufacturing. Why don't we do that instead of, oh, because you know what? Then we wouldn't have an excuse to go to war and keep our fucking economy going. Uh, there's slight good news. I mean, how fucking easy would that be to solve? Huh? Okay, we'll make our own semiconductor fucking microchips. Why don't we do, why don't we just fucking do that? Why don't we become self-sufficient like we used to be? (coughs) There's slight good news. The U.S. passed the CHIPS Act this year, which was a bipartisan piece of legislation that is attempting to revitalize the U.S. chip manufacturing. Look at that. And includes $280 billion in investment. That's awesome. All right, good for us. We finally did it. I like to think that me screaming about it after they already decided to do it was a major part. So you're welcome, America. All the best and go fuck yourself in your new truck. Ugh. I'm going to get that truck and one more truck, and then that's going to be my truck collection. I'm going to get a Ford F-450 regular cab. Um, and then that's it. Those gonna be those are gonna be my that's gonna be my Lamborghini, my Ferrari, an F two fifty and an F four fifty. I'm not hurting anybody, right? Um, Bruins highlights. Oh my god, the fucking Bruins just are not losing. They're just kicking ass. I've watched a little bit of the games. I've only seen a handful of the games. I've been so fucking busy, but I've been paying attention. And uh, evidently, we're exploiting the weak side of the defense, which I don't understand. How is there a what is the weak side of the defense? You got two defensemen. I understand the uh, the weak side of an offensive line would be the, the, the you know if you overload one side of the line. I get that, but on the defense. So what is that? Does that involve the forwards pinching in and doing the? Can somebody please explain to me what the weak side of the defense is in hockey? Because Andy Brickley was explaining it, and I kept rewinding it, and I still just fucking did not understand it. All right, but Bruins highlights. Uh, you know, there's a really great website called DTMTS.com. Don't tell me the score. That shows spoiler-free highlights in about 10 minutes for every game from the night before. Well, if you're seeing the fucking highlights. Oh, I'm doing a podcast. Um, uh, don't tell me the score, okay? Uh, that shows spoiler-free highlights in about 10 minutes for every game from the night before. As a Penguins fan who doesn't live in Pittsburgh, it's been great for keeping up on how shitty my team is doing. Oh, I should check that out. Um, see how great my team's doing. They also recently started basketball and baseball, so you can keep up with the Celtics and Red Sox as well. Although I don't know shit about those prima donna sports. Uh, six to eight weeks with a calf strain. Get a fucking nerd. Bergeron played with a broken rib and a separated shoulder. Well, come on. I mean, so did fucking uh, Elon Musk there. Not Elon Musk. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, why did I say that? Now I'm not going to remember his name. He's rushed for the most yards in NFL history. He played for the Florida Gators. Not Edger and James. Number 22 for the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the three-headed monster with Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith. I knew there was an E in it. Um, oh, but he just said Celtics and he said baseball and basketball. Um, anyway, thanks for all the great comedy. Hope this helps. Go fuck yourself, you cunt. Well, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. All right, unelected leaders. I think I can read like, yeah, I got two more. I'll just read these and then I got to fucking rest up here. <coughs> unelected leaders. Dear Bill, I wanted to bring 
a praise to your podcast world that you may find interesting. A phrase. Oh, I thought I was getting praise. Uh, my brother has a reasonable and measured interest conspiracy theory. He doesn't think JFK Jr. is still alive or anything. Uh, overall, I don't pay much attention, and my dad and I don't really follow stuff like he does, but every now and then, we have to give it up to him. He's been talking about unelected leaders for a few years now, and the phrase just passed through my head because I don't care. Recently, I've seen these videos popping up from these meetings where world leaders are listening to Bond-like villains who are, get this, openly using the phrase New World Order. It's really bizarre. I don't think you could get away with something like that 20 years ago. You absolutely could have. Um, Trump exposed that the fucking media has no teeth. Journalism is dead. Nobody gives a shit. Like when he ran in 2016 and that that woman was trying to get him going, you said this about women, you said that about women. And he said, nah, I said that about Rosie O'Donnell. He got a laugh and the woman was like, no, you've said that about other women. And he goes... Yeah, you're probably right. And that was it. My whole time watching politics up, growing up, I watched everybody. All they did was dodge and deny Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. With stupid stern look on his face. Fucking her pussy juice dripping off his fucking fist. Right? You denied. And Trump would, you know, I fucking, whatever. Yeah, I did it. Okay, you're probably right. And... And I win the election. So um, nothing would have happened. The same way they go from global warming to changing to climate change. And they're always doing that. They don't give a fuck. The same way the New York Times wants to talk about how fucking nuts it is that, you know, that, that, that sports gambling is now become so fucking normalized. You know, and, and they think that that's crazy. So who do they go after? Do they go after the NFL? Do they go after, you know, Major League Baseball and all these? No. They go after the owner of a sports website. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to fuck with their money. And they make too much money off of those things, so they just go after an individual. That's how it's always been. And it always will be. Because at the end of the day, until we topple the fucking, you know, bankers running our fucking lives, it's always going to be this way. Anyway. If we're all taking orders from weirdos and our vote officially doesn't count anymore, will you still be doing a podcast so I can hear your reaction to all of it? If they let me, yeah. It's basically how it works. Um, old dad question. Sir William the Red of Freckleton. I like that. That was insulting and regal all at the same time. Um, I want to quiz you about having kids later in life. I'm 48 years old, never married, no kids. However, I met an amazing woman and marriage is almost certainly in the cards. She just turned 40 and has two children from a previous marriage, but assures me she would love to have another child. Do it. I'm kind of freaked out about being an old dad. Nah, dude, fucking old dads are great. You chill, you settled in your life. You know who the fuck you are. You have all of this life experience. Um, I mean, that's how I look at it. You know, if I if I had a kid in my 20s and 30s, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would have been younger. But other than that, I was a fucking lunatic. Um, anyway, if I'm not mistaken, you were around my age when you had your first child. I was. 
How hard was it to adjust? How tired did you get? Is there anything else I should be asking? Worries and concerns. Um, how hard? You don't even adjust. You just do it. First of all, you just can't fucking believe you have a kid. And it's fucking awesome. And you basically, if you love your kid and you're in your life, you basically just made a friend for life. Like, that's how I, I look at my kids. You know, I know I have the responsibility to raise them, but those are like my buddies. And we hang out and, and we have fun and we just try to make each other laugh. Like, I have a very, my family is very silly. My wife, as you guys know, is fucking hilarious. So we have a lot of fun. And one of the great things is you get to undo a lot of stuff that you didn't like about your own childhood and do stuff differently. And you get to keep the stuff that you liked. And um, no, there's no worries. There's no concern. Did you get tired? Yeah. (coughs) Absolutely, you get tired. But, you know, um, ask for help. That whole thing, it takes a village. Like, you know, you should have relatives and in-laws and all that coming over to help you out while you nap and all that. That's the way it's done. That whole fucking nuclear family that people think is the old school way of doing it, where you did it yourself, that wasn't old school. That was the new way of doing it. We just grew up in it. And your parents had no help and your your mom was a zombie and your dad was working. That stuff, that's not the way you do it. Like, um, you make sure that you get help. And uh, if you don't have any relatives around, I would pay to have somebody help you out. And if you can't afford to do that, I would sell some shit or fucking cut out a hobby for that, you know, to get through that point until they sleep through the night. Once they sleep through the night, um, that's like a game changer. Um, So, yeah, the first six months are a little rough when it comes to that. But um, if you're on the same page with your wife, you guys can kind of switch off sleeping and that type of stuff. But, you know, having kids is the greatest thing I ever did. And uh, we went out to breakfast today, the whole family, and uh, the kids got French toast. You know, I got avocado toast. What did my wife get? She got a uh, breakfast bagel. And we were just sitting there, you know, having a great time and then looking at my wife and just smiling like, can you believe this is our life? This is awesome. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, obviously your life is going to change, but it's going to change for the better. I feel, just my opinion, take it or leave it. Um, all right, I guess that's it, the old dad question. All right, and with that, speaking of old dads, old grandpa here has to uh, take some cough syrup and shut his fucking goddamn yep so I can get past this cough. All right, happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. I hope you have a happy, safe one. Uh, don't take the bait. Just, just don't get into an argument, all right? And tonight, Wednesday night, when I'm doing this, this is the greatest night to be in your early 20s and going back to the bar and seeing all the fucking people you went to high school with and just that. This, this is one of the great nights of drinking. Um, I guess you can hear this on Thursday, last night. I mean, that, you know, the whole fucking weekend. Reconnect with people, maybe someone you wanted to hook up with. I mean, it's just fucking awesome. Um, I always love the Wednesday. Wednesday before Thanksgiving, after you've graduated high school, during your college years, while people still come home before everybody splinters off into whatever lives they're going to leave, is the best for Wednesdays of your fucking life. All right, that's it. Uh, Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts. Enjoy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you on Monday.
Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, November 24th, 2014. 2014. How are you? What's going on? Once again, I'm recording it nice and early Monday morning. Uh, you know, so I got to keep my freaking voice down. I don't want to disturb the construction. It's winding down, everybody. It's winding down. They painted the fucking walls. You know? Well, they got a couple little bit of electrical things, a couple bing, bang, booms, which, of course, will take for fucking ever. Um, I actually found out that I need a new electrical panel outside my house because uh, the one that I had was, uh, you know, just a hunk of shit. And uh, so I go, all right, so take the one off that I have and put a new one there, right? And this fucking governmental cunt, right? <clears throat> he shows up with his fucking tape measure. And he said there was no safe way for his guys to put a ladder up because I had this fucking palm trees thing, right? Which aren't even natural, okay? To the ecosystem out here. Some jerk off liked him way back in the day. And stuck a fucking coconut on his boat or whatever the hell the seed is, right? <laughs> is that the seed of a palm tree? Is it a coconut? Or is that the fruit it bears and within the coconut there's the seed? I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyways, so he goes, nah, the only place we can stick it is right on the back of your fucking house where it's going to be the ugliest ever. And I'm like, well, I, no, we're not putting it there. And he's like, I work for the government. Right, what I say goes. Right? So he goes to get out there in his government-issued Ford Escort station wagon. Remember those fucking things? Um, so now I had to call a guy up, and he's got he's to cut this fucking tree down. And I know what you're thinking. Well, oh, wait a minute. I thought you were fucking uh, old Billy Treehugger, you know? Old William Environment, uh, William Tell there, right? Whoever the fucking guy, the guy who wrote about uh, Lake Winnipesaukee there. Walden Lake, who was that fucking boring cunt that wrote all the poems, you know? Everybody was freaking out all the shit he was saying. He was plagiarizing the Native Americans. They already fucking knew. They already knew it was a great lake. All right, there, fucking uh, twinkle toes with your stupid poems. The Native Americans had it right the way they were living. They lived off the fucking land. They didn't take more than they need that they needed. Right? And when you got sick, some weird guy in your fucking tribe did a dance around you, and then you died. And that was it. Okay? And it kept the herd thinned out. You know? He came out there with some the skull of a fucking snake or some shit on his head. Putting line dancing to shame is what this guy did. And then you fucking died. That's it. It was fucking over. Hey, you had a great 30 years... See ya. Whatever they did. That's not true. Geronimo, he lived for a while, didn't he? He used to get the senior citizen discount when he took the stagecoach. After a while, you know, once the white man took over. Isn't that what happened? How the fuck did I get on this subject? <coughs> oh, yeah, taking down the fucking tree. So now I got to take down this, this, I got to take down this fucking tree. So basically, I'm like, all right, so what if I take out the tree? That really shouldn't even be here. That provides shade in an area that, you know, never had shade because it's actually a fucking desert. And, you know, by the way, uh, what are we all doing out here? Huh? We're all standing around trying to get a fucking 
goddamn guest star on the reboot of fucking TJ Hooker. Why are we out here? This fucking place just freaks me out. Absolutely freaks me out. Um, anyways, uh, so now I got, I got that. So then whatever. So they got it. Then they'll put the panel on and then my electrical system will be complete. I can actually turn lights on in my house and not worry that somewhere in my house there's a little flash of fire when I throw a switch because that's what was going on. That was going on while I had a minor gas leak. (laughs) It's fucking unreal. I'm going to tell you right now, whoever buys this house after me is going to be, they're not even going to realize the goddamn gold mine that they walked into. Because all this shit that I'm doing does not add value to my house. This is all shit that should have been done right to begin with. You know? It's just when somebody, you know, inspects your house, they can't look into the walls. All they're looking for is the sweat marks on the walls and the cracks. And can you roll a marble across the floor, you know, without even giving any effort? You know, they're just looking at shit like that. You know? Who's kidding who? They go walk on your roof. They go up there and they have a sandwich. They rub their balls for a couple of seconds. Oh, that's pretty good of me. And leaves. And that's it. What's he going to get a bad recommendation? I don't even remember who it was. You think I can find that guy's business card to warn other people? Oh, by the way, this guy came back with a little glint in his eye and said, this is a great house. You guys are going to be very happy. Congratulations. You, you got yourself a great house. Um, anyways. So whoever comes here next, and this is the thing, they won't even appreciate it. Just like the rich kid's son, you know? The son of a guy who fucking pulled himself up by his bootstraps, you know? Got into insider trading, you know? Fucking bootlegged some booze across the fucking goddamn whatever the fuck it is. One of those great lakes. Oh, this lake. It's fucking great. <clears throat> right? Then he goes out and buys some palatial estate. He gets himself a trophy white. He gets on top of her. Right? Boom. Nine months later, here comes this fucking jerk off. He's born with one of those fucking, uh, what do you call the, the one little piece of glass in your eye? Not a false eye, a monocle. He doesn't get a rattle. He doesn't get a baby fucking bear. They give him a monocle. That's how fucking rich this kid is. And he actually has a little fucking a pocket watch. He's got a little pocket in his diaper. That's how much money this fucking kid is born into. You think he gives a shit? He sits around and he's bored, right? Grabs a handful of molly and starts rubbing up against the suit of armor in the fucking house, right? That's what the fuck he does. You think he gives a shit or even even fucking knows? That he's got state-of-the-art, state-of-the-art fucking electricity and, and, and copper piping going through that fucking 9,000-square-foot cabana? No, he doesn't. Gee, Bill, you're kind of making yourself out to be a martyr. I am. Anyways, look at this fucking shit. It's 7 in the morning. I'm already getting fucking text messages. Just never fucking, it never fucking ends. It never ends. So anyways, so that's the latest thing. But this is the thing. We got the hardwood floors in. And a couple of you guys said, you know, after you've been bitching about this for so long, you better sense, you better put up some pictures. You know what I say to you? Fuck you. You're not seeing one goddamn picture of my downstairs. I am painting a picture with the beautiful words of this wonderful language. 
Now, I'm not showing you what the inside of my house looks like. You want me to upload what the inside of my fucking house looks like? So then what, you guys can say it looks like shit? And that I got ripped off and that I'm a fucking big-headed moron? Do you think I don't understand how you guys operate at this point? I may have a Charlie Brown fucking head, but if you think I'm going to walk up and try to kick that football again, you're out of your fucking mind. All right? So anyways, this is the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. If you're new to it, welcome. If you're from another country, you stay put. You stay, you stay right where you are. We don't need you anymore. All right? We're doing just fine with the immigrants that we're abusing over here right now. You sit the fuck down. <coughs> I don't even know what's going on. There's some sort of immigration thing going on in the news, and everybody's fucking flapping their arms, right? And the guys in the red ties are going, hey, get them the fuck out of here. And the guys in the blue ties are like, you know, I think everybody should have a right to be here, right? Same old fucking shit. I love when they go like, well, the immigrants, you know, they do the jobs that Americans don't want to do. I love how they, they, they always put it back on like, they always get it off the rich guys. Like immigrants do the jobs Americans don't want to do. That's, that's such a fucking brilliant way of saying that Americans don't want to be grossly underpaid for back-breaking work that makes somebody else a zillion fucking dollars. Do you think those immigrants want to do those jobs? And I love when they sit there and go, oh, this, they're happy. They're fucking happy. <laughs> Bent over at the waist all day picking jelly beans. Huh? You want to fucking do that out in Candyland Fields? I don't think anybody wants to. They're basically saying we can't get away with sweatshop labor in this country anymore because of unions. All right. And then they but they spin it around. They go, the, the Americans don't want to do this job. You're telling me you couldn't find an American to go out and go pick some fucking apples if you paid them right? Huh? Who the fuck wouldn't want to go out and go pick some apples? You get that bag, right? You're walking around out in fucking air. Nobody breathing down your neck. You're just up there picking apples like Johnny Appleseed. I'd love to be a fucking apple picker if you paid me. You know, you want to give me 30 cents a fucking month to go pick apples? Yeah, go fuck yourself. You pick the fucking apples. You see that? They don't want to work. They, 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 they don't have a work ethic. Jesus Christ. Anyways, got to go find some guy that used to sleep on a rock under a fucking waterfall to do that goddamn job. Of course you did. Some guy walked here, you know, from Zimbabwe. Grabbed himself a piece of fucking oak. Or whatever, some light pine or some shit, right? And doggy paddled his whole fucking way over here. Yeah, you think he's scared of picking some apples for no money? He doesn't give a fuck. He's happy to be back on the land. But you got to go to that fucking guy, that level of struggle in life to find somebody to go out to go, you know, roll the cantaloupes in after the fucking harvest, right? Why? Because we don't want to do it or because we won't fucking work for a dollar a month? You rich cunt. Oh, I'm on a fucking tear this morning. Unbelievable. Um, so anyways, so they're putting the tile in on the bathroom. We're getting down to it right now. We're getting down. And I, I, this, is what I, this is what I've learned from this fucking job. This is what you do. If you ever get any work done in your house, have the whole fucking thing designed, okay, before 
you know, you, you have them even fucking remove the first piece of fucking whatever. You have the whole thing designed. You have everything that you want put in there, and you already have that fucking thing priced out. Then you order all the shit. Before they even start, you order all the fucking shit that you want put back. You put in a new kitchen. You order all of the shit that you want put back in. And you stick it in your fucking garage, and then you fucking take out a stopwatch, and you go, all right, guys, go. And that's it. And you stay on top of them. You never fucking stop. I mean, you actually, in the estimate, too, you include the shit that they're going to put in afterwards. Because these fucking assholes, if you go, yeah, what's the estimate to, uh, you know, to get a new kitchen put in? Uh, and they go, well, yeah, 10 grand. You know what 10 grand is? For them to disassemble the shit you have. You know? Forget about all the bullshit they're going to find in the walls. Well, you know, we had a little bit of a problem here. Uh, uh, some of the stuff here is not up to code. This needs to be three quarters of an inch. Of thing, and it's only a half an inch. All that fucking shit's coming. And then on top of all of that, they're going to add the price for all the appliances and all the counters, all, all the, the countertops and all that. And you'd be like, wait a minute, you, you, this wasn't in the estimate? And they're going to be like, uh, no, no. You know what you feel like when you're doing It's like the Blues Brothers when they thought the beer was free. Yeah, like uh, you didn't like uh, charges for the first one. So uh, I thought, uh, we thought they were like uh, free. Oh, no, no. That's what your contractor does. All right. It's, there's no difference between buying a car and having some fucking asshole work on your house. You have no idea what the price is. You know, like when you go down to buy a car, what you want to get from those cunts is the out-the-door price. Out-the-door. What is this costing me? Don't fucking act like you're knocking the, oh, I'll take a grand off and then charge you 1500 bucks for the fucking uh, rust-proofing. You know? I don't know. This is just the ramblings of someone born without pigment. Okay, why would you listen to this shit? Um, all right, let, let's do a little bit of advertising here, and then we're going to talk some shit here, like I haven't been already. Let's get back into the podcast here. Um, all right, so last night I had Paul Verzi on speakerphone, and I had Jason Lawhead in my living room. You know, we had a couple of pops. Paul was driving home or whatever, and uh, we had this epic fucking argument. Um. It all started off with that guy in the Giants making that unbelievable catch, which immediately everybody started saying was the greatest catch of all time. Greatest catch of all time. And, of course, Paul Verzi, there's nothing Paul likes better than saying that something is the greatest of all time. And I'm just like, Paul, that's without a doubt. It's got to be top two or three. And I'm saying that out of respect for the fact that I know I haven't seen every great fucking catch Okay, in NFL fucking history. I know I haven't, just out of respect, but I know goddamn well I'm trying to think of a better one that I ever saw. No, I don't think I can think of one. There's bigger catches, catches that happen in the Super Bowl, but just as far as degree of difficulty, without a doubt. That's, I mean, I, I wouldn't think that you could maybe find one or two better than that. All right, but I do remember back in the day when I used to watch uh, Boston College and this kid with a mesh half shirt was fucking running full speed, jumped up in the air and with one hand just fucking reached back and behind his head and fucking just snagged this ball out like a fucking eagle. BC Eagle, yeah, there you go. Snatched it out, right? And when I, you know, was trying to find that catch on the internet, I couldn't find it. So this is what Verzi says. He goes, dude, he's like, Chris Carter just said it's the greatest catch of all time. It's like, Paul, that's his fucking job. 
Oh, hey, it's his fucking job. ESPN's job is to tell you every fucking night that what you saw or what you're about to see is the greatest fucking thing you're ever going to see because that's how they get their whore money. That's how they can afford to go out there and get the Corvette Z06 with the fucking uh, look at me over here fucking racing package. That's their job. I know Chris Carter's a fucking Hall of Fame wide receiver, but I mean, come on. The second you get on TV, you got to start flapping your arms. Okay, if they don't hear your, your, your fucking sport coat bumping up against your mic, they're not going to give you your paycheck. All right? Look what happened to Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards was a respectable human being when he played football and he coached football. Then he got on TV. I don't know what happened to the guy. That guy should have a red fucking nose on one of those horns. Every time he fucking says something. I don't even know if he's still on the show. I don't know if it was TV or he just snapped during that one loss where he, you know, you play to win the games. If he just fucking something in his head just snapped. Because he goes on ESPN and he talks real low like this when he's setting up his point, And then when he goes to make his point, all of a sudden he starts fucking screaming, right? He starts doing the curly shuffle, right? Oh, wise guy. Um, so anyways. Anyways, so first he goes, dude, I just Googled greatest catches ever. He goes, it's a joke. To say that Lynn Swan catching the Super Bowl, it's almost insulting. I love that he just he, <laughs> he goes on the Internet. He doesn't even Google greatest one-handed catch ever. He just Googles greatest catch ever. And then he sits down and watches some dentist's YouTube video. This guy, right? This fucking guy. He just puts this together. And then that's it. That's There you go. That's how I know. Some guy who works on ESPN... Said it's the greatest one ever. And then I watched some fucking random guy's YouTube video. And there you go. That's it. It's done. Come on. You guys, this is, I, I would love it to be the greatest fucking catch of all time. All right. But I got to tell you, he only did it last night. And according to my research, okay, in a 12-hour period, you cannot watch every great fucking catch of all fucking time, professional and college level and all of that shit. But I would tell you that that was definitely, I mean, there's no way that you could find Two catches better than that. I will say that. But I'm going to stop short of Paul Verzi slash Tony Kornheiser, which I'll never forget in September of 2007, watching the New England Patriots. Is this the greatest team ever? And then they end up losing the Super Bowl. It's like, you know. You know, what's a real travesty is that Tony Kornheiser doesn't wear a fucking toupee that's barely on his head. You know what I mean? Then you could actually see how over the top half the shit guys like that say. Because every time they snap their head, it would go flying on the floor. And it would remind you to take it with a grain of salt. That for as much as Tony Kornheiser knows what he's saying, he's standing in the middle of a three-ring circus going, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> Children of all ages, this is the greatest badminton championship ESPN has ever fucking shown. Um, so we went from that. To then, uh, my fucking phone is blowing up here. Oh, conference call. Conference call. I don't do conference calls. You want to have a conference call? No. And neither do you. None of us want to be on this fucking phone call right now. Can somebody just say the thing that needs to be said so we can all hang up? Can I tell you something? One of the greatest things about doing what I do for a living is uh, I don't have to have, you know, there's no... um, 
<clears throat> like meetings. I don't want to tread on some shit that I did. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention last week my uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee aired last week. And, um, you know, I was actually talking um, to Mr. Seinfeld. By the way, that was one of the most surreal fucking things I've ever done to be sitting there with him, the king. Um, nobody did this business better. Well, I can't say Flip Wilson did it. Johnny Carson did it. Well, you just go out, you hit him, you hit him hard, you get your money, and then you walk away. All right? And as they're tugging on your shirt going, hey, hey, you want to try to make a comeback? You want to try to do something else so we can just cancel it? You know, and put a, a little fucking black stain up against your name, and they just go, no, you know what? I'm good. You 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 enjoy yourself, Hollywood. I'll see you later. Flip Wilson did that. Flip Wilson had his fucking show. He was smart with his money. He invested this shit. And when the show was done, I'm, he's like, I'm out. See you later. Go fuck yourself. If you need me, I'll be at home rubbing my balls, watching the game for the rest of my fucking life. Right? Johnny Carson, look what he did. He ended up owning the show. He had his own fucking clothing line. You know, long before all those rappers did. Okay, they're all ripping off Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson collection. Some of the greatest plaid three-piece suits you ever saw in your fucking life. On you. you can laugh at them. You can laugh at them, but you laugh at them. All right? You're saying you don't like Anchorman. If you don't like Anchorman, you're not an American. And according to some of the people I've seen screaming on TV, that means you need to get the fuck out of this country. <laughs> How dumb is that? Countries. You know? Why can't we all just be happy we're not in the water? Right? Can everybody just fucking relax? Okay, I got shoes, you got sandals. How are you? How's it going? Great. You know, I don't know what that thing is on your head, but, you know, you seem to enjoy it. You, you want to come over and have some dinner? Why, why, can't, why can't you just fucking do that? Why, why does it always have to be screaming and fucking yelling? This goddamn ISIS horseshit. I swear to fucking Christ. I would love to see them try to fucking defeat Florida. You know? Sitting there acting like they're a goddamn problem. Holy shit. There's fucking 30,000 people on the other side of the planet that don't like us. Well, thank God we're on this side of the planet. Why don't we just stay over here and figure out how to make our cars run on Legos? And then what are they going to be mad at? Huh? That they got nobody to shoot at? Fuck them. Okay? You know what it is about America? We're like back in the day. Like one of those big fucking A&R guys that could actually take a band out of it. Pluck them out of obscurity. And give them a hit record. That's what America does with our foreign policy. No one would ever have heard of ISIS if it wasn't for us. If our A&R guys didn't go over there and pluck them out of fucking obscurity, they'd just be over there, you know, no one would even know. They'd be like a garage band, you know, blowing up shit over there. And no one would even fucking hear about them. All right, why don't we walk away, tear up their contract and just fucking come home? Why don't we just come home? Can we just do, hey, everybody, come on home. Let's just come home. Enough already. You're not going to solve anything over there. All right. But we want the stuff in the ground. I mean, sorry, we're trying to, <laughs> trying to give them freedom. <coughs> trying to give them freedom. Oh, come on. Grow up, okay? What? Just come on, okay? We have beaches over here. What are you doing? We got oil here. Um, anyways, that, that was my version of what we should do with our foreign policy, having not read a goddamn thing about it. As far as I know, ISIS was some sexy broad in the 70s, you know, who was a rival 
to uh, Wonder Woman, you know, because everybody knows good looking bitches don't get along. And the only way, the only way two good looking women get along is it's so they can hate on other good looking women and just sit there, you know, with their faces all fucking scrunched up. Hey, why does your face age, but the rest of your body doesn't? Or why does your face age faster? You know that? Like, you ever see, like, an old stripper? Their fucking bodies are gorgeous. And then their face, you're like, oh, man, look at that body. That body looks 26. And you look at their face. Ah, she's 42. Or me, for instance. You know what I mean? Like, if you guys saw me completely fucking naked, <laughs> you'd be like, wow, man. I bet that guy's, like, 31. And then you see my face. You're like, holy shit. Let's pick out a plot. Um, Sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry. You deserve that. You deserve to picture me naked. Um. So anyway, so we ended up having this fucking uh, ridiculous fucking argument where uh, Paul Verzi, of course, was saying Babe Ruth was the greatest baseball player of all time. And then he said all the usual shit. He basically repeated shit that he heard on TV. They, he played the dead ball era, right? And uh, Lawhead was also trying to tell me, you know, yeah, he and I was just saying, listen, I'm not saying he's not one of the great players of all time, but he's not the greatest of all fucking time for the simple fact he didn't play against the greatest. All right. He played in a segregated league with the Pedro Martinez, the Mariano Rivera's, okay, the Josh Gibson's. They weren't allowed in the fucking league. He didn't have to compete against Reggie Jackson. He didn't have to compete against these guys. They weren't allowed in the league. He was playing in basically a softball league, okay? Where the top third, would, I would say, would make, you know, would make the Major League Baseball nowadays, okay? But I, I get it. you got to think like two-thirds of them wouldn't even fucking been there. Then they try to do that shit. Well, Bill, there was only 10 teams. There's 30 teams now. Yeah, and there was also only fucking 2 billion people on the planet. Now there's 7 billion all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll knock off, like, I'll give him an extra 10% on his fucking numbers then. Like, give me a fucking break. All you got to do, dude, he played baseball when people died of tuberculosis. He played baseball like there was a hit song. And that song was written in the 1890s, and everybody thought it was too fucking crazy. What, what is this devil music? God damn it. See what happens when you let them off the plantation? They get a piano. They couldn't even handle it. He played baseball. That was a hit. You know, and people would just hear it and then sit around wondering when they were ever going to hear it again because they had no device to play it on. Yeah, da da dee da da boo ba boo boo, right? That guy came to town and everybody stood around him and they played, he played a fucking piano. You see how they worked out back then? Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. And only white guys know blacks are Puerto Ricans. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. Those big, dumb fucking gloves that look like little people hands. Give me a fucking break. Not to mention Babe Ruth. I mean, they built a stadium towards his strength. That right field fence. Okay? You could, you could make a cop show with two toddlers. And they could do the classic scene where the fucking 
cop chases the perp down the alley and he gets to the chain link fence and fucking jumps over it. You could, you could film that with two toddlers with the right field fence in Yankee Stadium, the house that Ruth built. All right? You backed up to catch a fly ball. It hits you like mid-thigh and you fell into some guy's lap. All right? So anyway, give me a fucking break. All right? From 1930 on, I'll give it to you. All right, but if you played in the teens, you played in the aughts, you played in the 1800s, and even into the 20s, go fuck yourself. All right, and I feel like every, look, every, like, um, major sport has their Three Stooges era where one team won a bunch of fucking championships. All right, I love the Boston Celtics, but give me a break. You look at them in the 1960s, I mean, it looks like, it looks like a game being played at the Y. You know, some Christian rec league. All right? The fucking Canadians won a bunch of Stanley Cups when, you know, you had first dibs on any guy within a 300-mile fucking radius in a 16 fucking league. They had first dibs on anybody in French-speaking Quebec. And we, we had, you know, we had first pick of, like, the best guy from Vermont. Gee, did you go on a run? It's fucking ridiculous. Okay? And then the Green Bay Packers, who were actually the fucking Yankees of football, you know, they, you know, they were winning titles when the Canton Bulldogs were still in the fucking league. All right, come on. All right. Football was like a giant. I think they played with a pumpkin back then. I mean, give me a fucking break. All those chants. The history, the history, the blah, blah. The only ones that I, that I, will, I will recognize their championships without a grain of salt, I would say uh, any of the New York Yankees from like the 1930s on. For the simple fact. They went Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. And that's just nobody's, – nobody's ever going to do that again. You're not going to get the Jordan of your era four times in a fucking row. All right? You're just not going to do it. So without a doubt, I respect all of that type of shit. But, you know, at the inceptions of these fucking leagues, when Crazy Legs Johnson runs around googly eyes fucking Ulysses – and give me a fucking break, Okay. He played in the dead ball era. You don't understand. This guy had more doubles. Who was on the mound? My great-grandfather? <laughs> Coming out of the bullpen. Oh, freckles. Was that the song they played when he came in? Said her, enter Sandman. They weren't facing cut fastballs back then. I'm sure there was guys throwing 90, 100 miles a fucking hour, but just the, the amount of bums that were in that fucking league back then, I, I don't even want to hear it. There was, there's, a, there's a guy in the Hall of Fame who, for good luck, in baseball, he kept a section of rope that was used in an actual lynching. Okay, this is how long ago these fucking people played, and you're going to sit there and act like in the inception of these fucking leagues... You know, I, I, look, and obviously in every era, there, there was a Jordan. All right. But just like the techniques and everything, some of the records that were set back then, they, they'd have a fucking heavyweight fight. It would go on for like a day. They'd have like a fucking, you know, a 90 round fight. OK, now, listen, you're, you're getting punched in the fucking head. But what kind of technique are you using? Dude, they had bare knuckle fucking people bubble. Ah, go fuck. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. All right. The competition now is so much more insane that I, I just think it would immediately. But I guess they would compete at the same level. But like just the fact that it's now everybody gets to compete 
And not to mention, like, I mean, you could get fucking fathers out there are trying to, trying to teach their kid how to throw a curveball to get, you know, get the family out of the trailer park when the kid's like six years old. Stunting the growth of one of his fucking arms. You know, because they live in a fucking trailer and somebody's got a growth on their face that they want to have, they want it removed. Then all those kids going out there, you know. Back in the day, you went out and you played catch with your little kid. Now you go out there and you, from day one, you try to teach him how to switch hit. It's insane. All right, so whatever. I'm just saying. So whatever. If you, do you guys think Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player? It's so hard to say because all you can go by is this guy's fucking stats. Who, who, who played back, you know. I mean, it was probably a guy better than fucking Babe Ruth, but he got polio. You know what I mean? I mean, just, I don't know. All right, I'm done. I'm done fucking muttering here. All right, let's move on here. Uh, oh, hey, did you see the Bills and Jets game was snowed out? I love when they have those big uh, snowstorms, right? And then everybody goes, global warming, huh? Um, I got a buddy of mine, Forrest Shaw, who was actually on uh, Conan O'Brien last week. He didn't let me know, you know, because like most funny people, he's fucking humble. Okay, and didn't even fucking tell me. But uh, he actually told me that that is a, a symptom of global warming. Now, I'm going to pause here for everybody, you know, who doesn't think that 7 billion people <laughs> pouring nuclear waste into rivers has any sort of an effect on the planet, you know, but a bunch of deer do. We're going to eat all the fucking trees. We got to get them out of here, man. Well, what about us? What do you mean? We're fine. Deers have an effect. Deers have an effect on, on the environment. You know them things that don't drive cars or pollute lakes? Yeah. But us, 7 billion people, <laughs> who actually, us here, who actually put a hole in the fucking ozone layer, spraying Pam into skillets so our, our omelets don't stick to them, you, we do not have any sort of effect on the planet whatsoever. Um, this, I, don't, I mean, I don't know shit about this, but people are actually saying that that is, uh, these giant snowstorms are actually a direct effect of the warming of the globe. Now, whether we do it or not, here we go. This is what this person says. The storms that buried Buffalo, New York area in more than seven feet, 2.1 meters, if you're from another country, <clears throat> of snow this week shattered records and shocked the residents, even, even in a region accustomed uh, to dealing with heavy snow. The storms are certain to provide new fodder for climate change skeptics who seem to embrace every monster blizzard as evidence that global warming doesn't exist. And yet, the science behind these catastrophic storms suggests that they do not occur despite global warming, but in fact, because of it. And he sends a link to the U.S.-India Summit. Uh, bring historic climate action, question mark? Now, I know this person wants it to be true, so I understand that I'm only reading one side of the argument here. But this is, this is actually interesting to me. Uh, part of what gave us the record lake effect snowfall in Buffalo was warm, late fall, lake surface temperature that combined with something highly unusual, a five sigma event. Oh, shit. Well, that clears it up. What the hell does that mean? Uh, that is a very likely event on the, on the order of one in a million, a remarkable, persistent What's with all the big words, dude? Anomalous configuration of the jet stream, which brought frigid, frigid Arctic air down into the United States so early in the season. 
Um, the cold winds traveling over the warm, moisture-laden lake created a perfect storm of conditions for record, uh, for record lake effect snow. I think basically what they're saying is warm air can hold more moisture because the air molecules are more uh, spread out and they're larger, right? And then that, for what, I don't know, they don't explain why the fucking jet stream got pushed down. Bringing the, so whatever. So frigid air hit this unbelievably warm air. All right. And then what does that do, ladies and gentlemen? We all know that cold air is high pressure air and high pressure wants to go to low pressure. And then what does it do? It fucking goes, slams into it and sends all that warm, moist air right up into the fucking sky. Right. Then it hits the dew point. What's the dew point, boys and girls? The dew point is the point at which when water, when moisture in the air becomes visible, also known as the cloud. If it's on the ground, it's more known as fog. Yeah, so then what happens is as that air moves up, it starts to cool. So the air molecules start to shrink, and then you reach the saturation point, and then the fucking water drops. And then with that Arctic air underneath it, it fucking snows like a motherfucker. All right. Now, what happens there? I don't understand how the, how the fucking whatever. I just it's it's interesting. Whatever. I'll, I'll have the link up there. If you guys can uh, translate it for me, I'd appreciate it. There you go. That was Bill Nye, the science, not the science guy. I got some of it right. You got to be impressed with the high pressure, low pressure shit, weren't you? Well, go fuck yourself. What are you impressed by, huh? Your own bulls. Um, so anyways, what else do I have to do here? I mean, what, what else do I have to do for you people? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the last two advertising this week, you know. And if you actually paid to advertise on here and you don't like my reads, my reads are fucking great because I, even as much as I'm shitting on whatever I'm saying, it keeps people listening. All right. And they buy stuff. By the way, guess what I'm wearing a pair of? I'm wearing a pair of MeUndies, MeUndies, no more sweaty balls. I'm wearing them. They sent them to me. Back to this shit. I watched a, a really cool documentary um, called Nixon on Nixon, which is basically the tapes from the White House that he set up, the Nixon tapes, and then also interviews that he had. And um, this guy puts Archie Bunker to shame. You know, but granted, it's also like, I mean, the guy taped himself for like six years, however long he was in office. He had one term, and then he won the next one. I think within a year or so, he was out. What, six, 68 to 74? Basically, five, six years. So, of course, all they pick out is when he's saying anti-Semitic shit, when he's saying, you know, stuff about minorities, his stuff about women. I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy, like, he sounds like Archie Bunker. But uh, it's just a really fascinating thing. I, I highly recommend it. And um, just how, like they say, the press is the enemy. The press is the enemy and how you think it's like this evil thing. Like they're sitting there going like, yes, we must lie to the American people. Their view is literally the press is the enemy because they're distorting what it is we're trying to say, which is the classic thing where everybody thinks that they're doing right and it's the right thing. I'm a moron and I enjoyed it and I think you will too. Sure, we all do. Let's get to some questions here this week. Um, Oh, by the way, I was in New York City, uh, barely had time to do anything. Uh, I went and I recorded 
we uh, we got a uh, a big time actor to do one of the roles on my show. F is for family. I had a great time doing that, and uh, I can't fucking wait for the show to come out. We're doing the last records today, and uh, I'm not allowed to say. I guess some of the people that we got on this thing, and we signed another person to do it. And yeah, um, we're gonna have to record today. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, the stock market. Uh, Billy Market Bell, are you involved? Are you involved the? Oh, are you involved in the buying and trading of stocks or mutual funds? Do you have a business manager di- diversifying your shit? Come to San Diego and go fuck yourself. That is an unbelievably personal fucking question, <clears throat> but I'll answer it. Um, this is what I think about the stock market. I think it's a. Uh, I, I just. I think it's. It's. Um, it's like Vegas. It's just a crap table. And I think insider trading happens all the time. And I think there's people who go in and they drive the market up and then they pull their money out and it falls down and then they buy, they buy it low and they do it all the fucking time. And the same people that do that put the money behind these campaigns for the people who become president and only make $500,000 a fucking year. And that's why people look the other way. And then once every fucking 20 years, they throw a celebrity chef in, in jail to make it seem like they're doing something. <clears throat> Um, am I in the stock market? Uh, sort of, but not really. I'm super conservative and, uh, I just look at my retirement account that I just want it to still be there. I'm not worried about it gaining interest. I'm just more worried about the sum of the money. Um, but I don't look at my retirement fund like it's even going to be there the way these banks are fucking running wild, as Hulk Hogan says, and nobody is trying to stop these guys. And I've lately been fucking bitching about why we're still having fucking wars over in the Middle East um, and fighting fucking terrorist groups of 30 fucking people who don't even have a fucking airplane. You know what I mean? Like they're going to come over here and do something to us and like what? Destroy this fucking company? Of course, of course, of course they could come over here and they could fucking blow something up. Yeah, all right, we're going to survive that. We need to spend billions of fucking dollars over there going after 30,000 fucking jerk-offs. You know, meanwhile, you got insurance companies and bankers raping everybody over here. And then you got other people poisoning the food supply. You know, what do they got that, that, that they're so fucking powerful. Like you're not even allowed to say what's in the food. You got this dumb shit you watch in the World Series and they have stand-up for cancer and nobody's talking about the fucking food supply. And then if you criticize the st- I'm standing up for cancer, like you don't give a shit about it. And they just start, they always just start yelling at people. And they never yell at the fucking five fucking guys that, that could actually change the shit. It's, it drives me up the fucking wall. It's like that, that, that whole fucking no more campaign. It's classic NFL. Classic NFL, like they're reprimanding you, like you were the one who didn't show that whole fucking tape. At the very least, they're trying to say we're all guilty. It's like, no, you're guilty, you cunt. So whatever. So that's what I say. I say bring the boys and girls home. And, uh, you know, we start, uh, we invade the fucking people that are putting all this crazy shit in the food supply. I'd start with that. I'd knock on some banker's house, you know. 
be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, that that's would make everybody's life way better. I would think rather than going after fucking 5,000 people working out on a jungle gym, Bill, you're kind of oversimplifying things. Well, that's what I do. If you don't like it, listen to another fucking podcast. You want to listen to somebody who reads? Yeah, go listen to uh, Joe Rogan. There's an informed human being. All right? You listen to the Joe Rogan experience to learn things. You listen to my podcast to feel better about yourself, to feel smarter. You know? Does that make you feel good, honey? You're smarter than me? Well, fuck you, all right? Okay. Here we go. Farmer Bill. Hey, Bill, let's say the apocalypse goes down. Uh, I would take a steak knife and stick it in my neck. And I would hum uh, jingle bells, and that's how I would end it. He goes, uh, anyways, he goes, you you get to that farm and you realize you only have three crops. Oh, you you get to that farm? What farm? Did I say I was going to have a farm? Oh, Jesus. I I don't know. You already lost me. Two sentences in, but I'll keep reading. What do you grow? You might be living off... These three fruits are vegetables for a while, so you got to be smart. Also, you need to think about how you might combine them to change it up a bit. <clears throat> Thanks, and go fuck yourself. Uh, first of all, I don't have to do any of that. I didn't have to answer this fucking question, and I resent the fact that you're telling me that I have to do this when you can't even fucking... You're writing sentences as bad as I speak. Um, but I'll answer it. I'll answer it. Um... So I, when I get to that farm, and, I, and if I could have three crops, what would I grow? <clears throat> Let's see here. I'd have two vegetables and a fruit. Right? Would that work out? I guess I'd have some sort of lettuce. Well, first of all, the fruit. I like bananas. It's very hard to get sick of bananas. I could eat a banana every day. Boom, banana, potassium. No matter what, I'm going to end up getting some sort of scurvy, right? <clears throat> oh, maybe I need an orange. I'm trying to think of all this shit. What would happen when you get scurvy? You know what? I, I can't answer it. I'd, I'd have to read up on nutrition. I didn't know that there was going to be a test this week, everybody. If I was just going by taste, I would have a banana, uh, some sort of lettuce, and then what, what's another vegetable that I like? I don't know, apples? Yeah, my, so my vegetables would be uh, lettuce and apples. And then the fruit would be a banana. So there you go. Now I want to ask everybody who just listened there, like how excited did you get that you thought that I actually thought that an apple was a vegetable? You know? And it made you feel better about you and your fucking stupid life. That for, for, for one second, you were right and somebody else was wrong. What does that say about you as a person? If you didn't actually just hear me say that and then actually feel sad, like, oh, no. Oh, no, he's going to make a fool of himself. If it actually made you fucking happy, you know, do you think that I'm going to wish you a happy Thanksgiving? I hope you fall face first into the gravy. What do you think about that? Right in front of your mom. And when you pick up your fucking half burned up face, and you're pulling that lot off your face, I would just love for you to see the disappointment in her eyes. That's what I want for you on this wonderful week for giving thanks. Um, Jesus Christ, how fucking heavy-handed are they going to be? You know? 
the NFL, right, this week when they do their fucking Thanksgiving games. You know, they, they're going to have like a camouflage fucking turkey for the troops. And then, you know, there's going to be something about some disease. This is what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to say no more hitting women. With a camouflage turkey leg. With a cancer riddled camouflage turkey while supporting the troops. That's what they're going to say. I think they're going to combine all of that. And at some point, I imagine everybody's going to stand up for some for something. They're going to stand up for a disease. I stand up for cancer. Sounds like you support cancer, doesn't it? Stand up for cancer. Stand up for it. How about should it be stand up against cancer? Am I slowly losing my mind and like I don't understand the English language all of a sudden? Am I getting some sort of uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I can't even. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I just, I just wish they would just play the games. Just show the game. I don't need you to try to make me be a better person. All right? I'm a piece of shit. And I'm trying. Okay? I don't need to be fucking like... I don't need you to be my fucking parent. All right. Fireplace. Uh, Billy Claus. Uh, I'm thinking of... Uh, oh, what about avocados? Gotta love an avocado. Hey, I'm back. Uh, I'm back on my diet here. This is how I lose weight. I juice morning and lunch, and then I try to eat fucking as veggie as I can for the rest of the fucking day. And then you skip the rope. You skip the rope and it melts off you. That's it. Then you're done. Then you're in Billy Bob Thornton shape. All right. Fireplace. Billy Claus. I'm thinking fixing. I'm thinking fixing up my basement. You're thinking of fixing up your basement. The previous owner had a fireplace plastered over. It's either a traditional fireplace or a wood stove. Do you have any? I love how I'm supposed to assume and understand that. Literally, the way you wrote that, it mean it sounded like behind the wall was either a traditional fireplace or a wood stove. I'm like, what the? Who the fuck would have a wood stove in a wall? Um, do you have any? Well, maybe there is. Is there? When I think of a wood stove, it's it's sitting in the middle of a room. Yeah, fuck. Now I got to I got to Google image it. I got a Google image. When I'm going down the road. You guys just enjoy this music while I look this up. I don't do fucking something. Wonder why, babe. When I'm going down the road. I used to do something, something else. Wood stove. I can't sing and type at the same time. Image. But I be. Yeah, wood stove. Yeah, it sits out in the fucking... There it is. I'm doing what Paul Verzi does. Dude, I Googled wood stoves and none of them were in a wall. Yeah, none of them are in a wall. Okay. Someday I gave her my heart, but she wanted my soul. Don't think twice. It's all right. All right. Fireplace. Hey, Billy Claus, I'm thinking of fixing up my basement. Previous owner had a fire wood fireplace plastered over, so it's either the traditional fireplace or a wood stove. That's how you should have written. Do you have any feelings either way, pros or cons on the on the matter? Um, oh, I'd go into the wall, dude. If you got a fireplace, man, they don't allow them anymore. You know, I don't know where the fuck you live where you could actually have a wood stove. 
I didn't think that they allowed that anymore. You could just have some shit coming out of the chimney. Um, but, you know, if you actually already have a fireplace, if that system is already there, yeah, but then the fucking chimney's going to be fucked up. And then you have to fix that. I would, you know, I would go the expensive route. That's what I do. I would, uh, I would take it and I would have the exposed brick. This is the original brick from the early 1920s, back when Babe Ruth was playing in a softball league. Dude, they were doing the Charleston when the guy was hitting home runs. I mean, Jesus, give me a fucking break. Bat ba 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 ya boo boo like that was a hit song. Woo woo yee yee ya ya da 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 do do the fucking women walking around wearing swimming caps. That's when guys had one piece bathing suits and went down to your fucking knees and they had just stripes across it. They didn't have a fucking lifeguard. You just went into the ocean and you drowned and like that was it. Nobody got sued. I don't fucking know. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, w- I would, I would, I would unearth the fucking fireplace. That's what I would do. Um, anyways, hey, we're still trying to raise money for the All Things Comedy uh, Studio. We're getting closer by the day. We really appreciate everybody uh, your donations. Stand up for the new All Things Comedy Professional Studio. Um, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm excited. All Things Comedy's uh, Ari Shafir. Is taping a new stand-up special this very week. Uh, Joe Rogan, friend of the Monday Morning Podcast, uh, he has a new stand-up special that just debuted on Comedy Central. Please look for that, the great Joe Rogan. And um, rumor has it that I might be out at the Ice House with him this Wednesday night, right before Thanksgiving. All right, and with that, we're going to end with a little holiday song, okay? Have yourself a happy Thanksgiving Eat some turkey for me, mashed potatoes and some fucking yams for you. And don't get into a fight, no matter how much your brother's a dick. Hello, people. It's once again that time of year when douchebags on TV tell you to stop and think about everything that you have. You know, millionaires on television sitting there getting blown right before the take that they did to tell you to sit back and feel thankful for everything that you have. This is the thing. You know what would be a great goal? Is if you're going home for Thanksgiving, okay, especially if you're in your college years and you're still, I fucking hate my parents. If you could just somehow go there and not yell at anybody, not get drawn into a fight, Okay, when one of your siblings who makes those passive aggressive comments because they're competing for the attention of your parents because subconsciously they realize that despite what your mother says, you are her favorite. You know, you're just going to I never had kids, but it's impossible. You got I mean, you know, I love the Bruins. I have my favorite player. You know what I mean? Speaking of which, Jesus Christ, we got to get healthy. Good Lord, fucking lost to the Canadians again. Um, I actually sat down and I uh, enjoyed the Rangers beating the shit out of the Canadians, something that we haven't been able to do this year. But, you know, you're going to have those letdown games, but the Canadians look good. God damn it, those bastards look good. Um, Anyways, so yeah, so why don't you do that? Okay. Do that, sit down and have some fucking food. I would love to have Thanksgiving this year, but I got dust in my fucking kitchen. Um. 
Hear that? You hear the knocking downstairs? People knocking, but you can't come in. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Uh, seriously, have yourself a uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Uh, you know what I'm thankful for? That people listen to this podcast. Um, oh, and uh, you know what I announced? I'm so friggin' excited about this. Um, I and um, oh, Jesus, the hammering's coming now. I uh, we we announced the uh, my Australian tour on the internet, and uh, we got to get the dates up on my website. But I am going to be going to basically all the major cities in Australia, except for the one that begins with an A that I got a bunch of shit from. Where people were giving me shit, you know, for not going over there. I'm just taking a 20-hour fucking flight to Perth. Can you also fucking come here? Why don't you guys get on a choo-choo train? Do you, do you guys even have trains in Australia? Were you able to build them? Or did the fucking everybody went to build them get bit by a fucking some ridiculously inland something or other? It has enough venom to kill 200 elephants because there's no fucking food supply out of there. So when they bite you, they got to make sure it counts. Um, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you do me a solid and just, you know, I'll take a 20-hour flight and you can jump on a fucking train for 45 minutes. Drink some little creatures beer. Oh, man, I can't wait to drink that shit when I'm over there. Oh, let me tell you, Billy's going to get fat when he's over there. Um, and then I'm going to go to New Zealand. And I'm going to do two dates over there. And uh, rumor has it that um, I might be adding some Asia, some Asia dates onto this tour. And uh, to give you a hint, to give you an, a hint, um, let's see. How can I? Let me see if I know enough about any of these countries to give you a hint. All right, I'm going to give you a hint. One of these, I'm going to be going to the land. Anybody who's English speaking in the crowd will be either an expatriate or a telemarketer. All right, come on, people. Where are the telemarketers from? When you call up, hello, my name is Frank, right? Where are they from? Um, I'm going to do a stand-up show in a country where I could maybe possibly get caned afterwards. Huh? Quivering butt cheeks over there. Um, I'm going to do stand-up possibly in a city where right off the coast there might be some, right in the water, right in the bay, there might be some old army helicopters under the water. <laughs> and then I'm also going to do a show in a country where, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. How do I fucking do this one? I'm out of definitely a bunch of expatriates. It's English speaking in a country that Nixon actually broke the science uh, science broke the silence with one of his big moves that he did during his presidency was he actually went and had a big meeting with these guys all right there you go it's going to be an insane tour and uh I'll probably lose money on most of the nights especially with those last ones i mean i didn't and you know where the fuck i'm going to be performing but i'm going god damn it why the fuck wouldn't you that's it and uh anyways everybody have a happy thanksgiving uh, you know, come on. They're your family. You love them. Don't get drawn into the fights. Tell everybody.
What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast, NFL edition, where we will preview week number 12, of course, sponsored by the best sponsors, the best lines makers out there. It is the Bet MGM. Guys, BetMGM is the best lines out there, the best available lines, always live. And how do you get BetMGM? You go, you download the app, you use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. You put a minimum of $10 in and you can get up to $1,000 matched in free bets. All you got to do is put the bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, put as little as 10 bucks, they will match your bet. Uh, up to a thousand bucks, even if you lose your bet. So there you go. There you have it. Um, we uh, we gained some on you. We gained some on the book this week. Bill gains half of a game. I finally did the fucking unimaginable. Uh, went for yeah. You sure I'm not one? I was wasn't one two and one. I'm not. I don't think I was two one and one. Andrew said I was two one and one. I thought I was one two and one. Uh, you pushed with the Falcons and the Bears. Uh huh. You won with the Bills. No, I didn't. I thought the Bills was eight and a half. It was seven and a half. You won. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, you won with okay, the Okay, then I get it. I get it. Because I thought I lost the Bills. I thought that was eight and a half. Nice. Oh, you listen back. Well, we'll listen back. Hey, the proof is proof is in the recording. Uh, uh, I was going to fucking sit there and be like, Jesus Christ. Because uh, I, I thought I lost another one because of the fucking prevent defense. No. They just stopped playing, Paul. They played defense the whole game. They just stopped fucking playing. And then, hey, here's a touchdown. No consideration. So that's great. Hey, don't, so you- don't let them get behind you. What about me getting behind the book? You think they care? What about my prime, Mick? Huh? At least you had a prime. Um, You know, not every team does that, though. Thank God. Thank God they don't. Who, the, the, I- who doesn't do it? The Giants don't do it. I didn't see the Chiefs doing it this year. The Chiefs, I think, learned after what was last year. What's that? Dude, they do it when they're up 14 points and they got to win by eight and a half, 15. They, they fucking do yeah. it. It, dude, it really sucks as a better. It really does suck as a better to know. <laughs> To know that, all right, yeah, I'm up 21, we covered. And then all of a sudden, starters come out and everybody lays back. And it's like, so oh. fucking stupid. It's yeah. like you pick the right team and then they make you pick the wrong one. Well, here's the best part, Bill. You gained half a game. I finally got out of the fucking gutter. And we are, Andrew, what are the records now? No, if I'm 2-1-1, one, and one, I gained uh, one and a half games. Yeah, Bill, yeah. you are... At a hairline split, you're at 20, 20, and four. <laughs> and All right, so that's two games above. And 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 uh, <coughs> Paul, you are 21, 22, and one. So I'm All right, a, we're right there. We're right there. So we're right there, man. We're right there. Wait, wait, you're right. a half game back, Paul. Strong uh, last few weeks. Strong, strong last few weeks. Strong last few weeks, but back. hey, it means nothing. It means nothing if you give it back. <laughs> so let's get into this week's let's guys sound like All a right. coach, right? <laughs> sound like a coach. Don't get excited, okay? You gotta go out there and do it again. All right, so All here right. we go. We go into the picks. This is week number 12. Um, so I had the first pick this year, which is the odd numbers. So, Bill, you have first pick this week. Yeah, I don't understand why the Colts are 10-point dogs in a division rivalry against the Cowboys. Is there something I don't know? Is your quarterback hurt? 
No, the Cowboys, that's not the right game. Cowboys are playing the Giants on Thanksgiving. That's what I'm saying. The Giants, I remember I said the wrong thing. Oh, Giants, you said the Colts. You said the Colts. Okay. Sorry. Why are the Giants getting 10 points? I'm going to tell you why, dude. And I hate to admit this as a Giant fan, but we lost we lost one of the best cornerbacks and basically a Pro Bowl cornerback this year. Dory Jackson is out. You want to know why? Because they decided to let him be a punt returner. Every time a star is a punt returner, guess what? He fucking gets hurt. Let that be a special teams guy. Let it be a special teams or like a third or fourth fucking wide receiver to do it. Okay? They kick the ball back so far back now anyway. You're not getting – it's not worth. The risk is not worth the reward. Okay? How far does a guy get? They shouldn't even kick off anymore. I don't give a fuck, Paul. I give a fuck. The Cowboys had a big game. They had a big game last fucking week. They ran all over the Vikings. It's a division rivalry. You lost the cornerback. I'm getting 10 fucking points. It's the Giants. Historically, I don't give a fuck. They're a great defensive team. I'm taking the Giants on the road against the Cowboys getting 10 points. All right. I like, I mean, look, I hope, hey, I want that to be a win like you, like you read about. Um, You want a straight up win. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to go with my first pick for week number 12. I'm going to go, where is it here? Ah, man, this is a tough one, dude. You, you you are starting on Thanksgiving with 10 points, which is good. Hold on. Uh, I'm fro. Oh, here we go. NFL. All right. Dude, do I go Buffalo Bills? Are Buffalo Bills are given nine and a half points in Detroit. Detroit just won three games in a row. They are at home. This is kind of their big one. I'm staying away. I'm staying away from it. I take the Lions because the fucking Bills are going to be up by 14, 15, and then they're just going to fucking give them a touchdown. <laughs> but I was going to go either way. Dude, I'm taking I, my new theory, Paul. If it's north of eight, eight and a half, take the dog. It, it, Occasionally, I, listen. you get a Vikings-Cowboys game, but generally speaking, the team, the favorite's going to cover it, and then in the end, they just fucking give it. It's Dude, it's ridiculous. They don't even take away the sidelines. I actually can't argue that because I've seen that happen all but once this year, so numbers would say that that's right. And nine is a lot, especially on a Thanksgiving game, but I'm going to take... Here's, here's gonna three t- free timeouts and a 20-yard fucking cushion and four shots at the fucking end zone. Then we're going to start playing deep. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings beating the Patriots by three. It's minus two and a half. I think Minnesota got so humiliated last week, 40 to three. And uh, they're playing, you know, I don't like that the Patriots couldn't score more than fucking three points on the Jets for three hours. Um, I normally wouldn't do that, but I'm going to take the Vikings to have a bounce back game. And, and uh, we rush. actually scored seven points at two hours and 59 minutes, just to let you know. So we did score seven. <laughs> um. I think that the defense is going to rush Mac Jones and turn, you know, make him make some mistakes. I'm going to take them to win by a field goal on Thanksgiving night. All right. I like the uh, Atlanta Falcons getting four and a half versus the commanders. It's a great fucking pick. I was thinking, right. dude, the, the Falcons just come back. You look at, at, at 135, they're down 28, and then all of a sudden at 350, it's a I believe game. in Marcus Mariota, and I also think uh, – you know, I, I just fucking, you know, I just, 
I'm a little jaded here, Paul. Just just stay away from me this week. I'm gonna ruin the party. Oh, you oh, okay. Something happened. I'm just fuck I'm not I'm just fucking <laughs> I mean, I get giving up the middle of the field, but just giving them the sidelines and everybody dude, back in the day you had to be Joe Montana. Yo, Do they even stay- practice the two-minute offense anymore? What is the two-minute offense? The fucking defense gets off the field until the stay- 20 Stay away from me this week is one of the – it's like you get, like, scratched by a zombie and you don't know if you're going to turn, so you just tell the people you love, stay away. Dude, the bit. backdoor cover has been getting me fucking all goddamn year, and I've had it. Um, Charlie Brown trying to kick that football all year, Paul. I ain't doing it anymore. <laughs> Um. Oh man, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna ride it again, man. I, I'm gonna ride it again. I'm gonna take the Indianapolis Colts. You motherfucker! On on on, on looking at my goddamn paper, you son of a bitch! You were fucking Raiders and Packers all year. I rode the fucking Colts in Tennessee. Now here dude, you are, some Packers over my shoulder. I'll tell you what, finally jumping off that Packers train is why I'm fucking trying to make a comeback, dude. It's over, and I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm going to take the the Colts to beat the Steelers, dude. The Steelers quarterback just isn't the guy. It's just it's like not the, the guy. You learned it by watching me. Um, All right. <laughs> no, you actually took the Colts the first three weeks of the season, and then I took them three fucking weeks. Nobody owns a team. I'm just being – I'll tell you, Paul, stay away from me this week. Uh, right. Minus two and a half. All right. Minus two and a half. I got one for you, Paul. The fucking Rams are getting 14 and a half points in a division rivalry game against the Chiefs. I'll take that. I'll watch the Chiefs go up by 21 and then stop playing defense and give them a fucking touchdown. I'm not I doing I think the this. Rams got more pride than that, Paul. I think their fucking good-looking coach is done getting lap dances in the back room at Applebee's, and I think maybe he's thinking his house is on the fucking line, and I don't think they're going to lose by that much. <laughs> he gets the unlimited ribs at Applebee. <laughs> Keep the racks coming. My goal this week, Paul, is I want to start collectively plus 85 points. <laughs> um, I'm not going to get trapped. I almost got trapped by the Raiders again. Dude, I almost just took the Raiders. I almost I, so I was going to take the Raiders last week and they covered against the fucking hapless Broncos. Dude, there's some kid on the internet is doing this fucking hilarious thing that should have been over by the beginning of October. It was like, at what point is uh, uh, fucking, oh my God, I can never remember his fucking name. The quarterback, uh, I fucking love him. He's like one of my favorite quarterbacks, quarterback for the Broncos. Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. Russell fucking Wilson. There's something about that name, Russell. You've been slipping that guy's name all season long. And I love him. And I don't blame him for the Broncos situation whatsoever. I'd love it if the Pats got him. Dude, Russell Wills, kid's been doing this thing on Twitter. Going, at what point during the season will Russell Wilson have more touchdown passes than he has bathrooms in his mansion? And he still has more bathrooms. And he talks about the bathrooms like they're a team. Bathrooms getting it done again this week. It's 14 bathrooms <laughs> to nine touchdowns. <laughs> I love that. It's fucking uh, hilarious. Oh, I love that. Um, all right, for my third pick, 
for my third pick, I'm actually, this is one that could bite me, but I'm going to take <coughs> the Broncos are given 13 and a half, and I'm going to take the Broncos. And here's why. They're coming off a bye week, and I have seen nothing week in and week out from the Texans. And when I mean nothing, I mean, you want to talk about hapless, quarterback throwing up fucking gifts to the D-backs. I think Miami. What's the spread? 13 and a half. I'll tell you this. They got a fucking maniac genius as a head coach running this new fucking offense that utilizes Tyreek Hill and that other guy. You seen that shit? They put Tyreek Hill in fucking motion, and then they stack him, and he, he starts running past them, do and you, they don't know what to do. Yeah, his name is Mike McDaniel. Do you know that he's best friends with Dan Soder? Comedian Dan Soder and the head coach of the Miami Dolphins have been best friends since seventh grade. Hey, Paul. You know what's I'm funny? Great. is I I'm look great. like the head coach of the Bills, and Nick Kroll looks like the head coach of Miami. We should watch <laughs> a game together wearing those colors. With headsets. What were you going to say, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Bronco, Broncos Panthers. It's Broncos Panthers this week, and the Panthers are getting two and a half. No, but I'm I'm taking the Dolphins Texans. I thought you said Broncos. No, no, no. Oh, no, taking... no, no. I was talking Broncos. No, no. Oh, he's talking right, Broncos. Sorry, Dolphins Texans. All right. I'm sorry. taking I the. Thought, Do- I, thought, I thought that you said Broncos. My I'm taking I'm taking the Dolphins minus thirteen and a half. They're going to win that game by over twenty. All right, Paul. I'm having fun this week. I'm having fun. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's the holidays. I like Thanksgiving. Unlike you, I got all my relatives coming over and they're, you know, it's fucking, you know, smooth, Paul. No lumps in the gravy over there, right? I'm going to take the Saints, get nine and a half versus the 49ers and their fucking unbelievable defense and all that. I think they're going to be unbelievable defense till right at the end of the fucking game. I like, uh, hey, I don't want to talk bad about Italians, but I don't know. I just see Jimmy G throwing a fucking pick. I don't know why. I, I see an end zone pick. Uh, what are they doing? They left it on the fucking, or they're going to go for it on fourth down, fourth and goal instead of kicking the field goal because everybody thinks for some reason that leaving fucking three field goals on the fucking table doesn't matter if the next time you go for it, you or one of those times you get a touchdown. They yep. go for it fourth and goal three times in a row. They come away with seven points, and they think that's better than nine. Dude. I call it millennial math, Paul. You have text messages from me from many, many years going, why didn't you kick? Why didn't you kick? It's half a touchdown. It's half a touchdown. I don't understand. Take the fucking points. It's almost half a touchdown with the extra points. It's fucking stupid. Take it, man. Take These fucking it. guys can kick 50-yard yarders now. Like the 50 yarders, like the new 45 yarder dude. Nobody's yeah. kicking 50 yarders back when, when the fucking field goal kicker was in the same shape as an NHL goalie. That's where you put your fucking non athlete back in the day. You know, dude, all I these saw- fucking European guys over here, they come over here barefoot and they couldn't deal with how much steak and toilet paper there was. They didn't have to stand in a line. They didn't know their head was spinning. No one yeah. could hit a 50 yarder back then. I watched a game this week. A guy kicks a 60-yarder, and all of a sudden, they were like, wait a minute, we didn't review. Saw, yeah, you told me about that. We didn't review. And then they, and then they go, all right. And they asked the coach. The coach goes, let him kick it again. And four minutes later, he banged it even better the second time. Two 60-yarders in a row. Hey, that's what she said, okay? <laughs> hey. Uh, all right. So how many? Do I have one more left? All uh, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, I was uh, talking what, to Bardnick. He goes, I think they should just get rid of the kicking game altogether. Well, that I disagree with. 100%. That's like all of that dumb shit where it's just like, they should coach a game to fucking go for it. every. T-. There's no strategy. There's no nothing. This is my deal, Paul. If you don't like defense and you don't like kicking the ball, like the fucking idiots last year who thought the Chiefs versus the Bills was one of the greatest football games they'd ever seen in their life. It's like, what the fuck? Are you, what were you watching? That was the most atrocious defense in a playoff game I've ever fucking seen. Ever. Yeah, that was great for a video game with your buddy. Yeah, that's great if you don't want to win a championship. And guess what, Paul? Neither one of them won a fucking championship last year because their defense sucked. Oh, dude, you left me a two-minute, you left me a two-minute audio message after that game. <laughs> it's just like, you know what, Paul? I swear to God, dude, this defense is does anybody gonna play defense? Dude, 13 seconds. You can't allow that. Dude, it was like watching fucking Rocky three. Where every punch, you're like, dude, that would have knocked somebody out. That would have knocked somebody out. It was stupid. <laughs> dude, my favorite thing about the I Rocky I felt like movies, Nick Cage should have been one of the quarterbacks. Dude, if you listen to the sound effects of Rocky Three when they connect, dude, when Clubberline connects, it looks like it would kill somebody. What about the fact that he growls like a grizzly bear? It was fucking it was supernatural. When he was doing the sit-ups. <sighs> <laughs> good good villain though good boxing villain for a movie dude it's, um, a, it's a great fucking movie i'm not coming down on rocky three okay it's a movie no rocky i'm watching can... a, a fucking nfl game that looks like a movie that's weird dude as an italian rocky's the closest thing to godfather to me like dude it's it's dude sly stallone what he did for me Dude, when he beat the Russian in Rocky Four, dude, my life changed. I'm not even joking, dude. I like ran outside and thought I could do anything. Like that's you why know that, that guy's not really me. Russian, Paul. That was an actor. No, but I know, I know. But the, you know, the the dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm never gonna get rid of this cough, by the way. I mean, did Rocky help stop the Cold War? <laughs> I think he did. All right, here we go. So him and Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan kept getting more and more missiles. <laughs> they put a Ronald statue next to, next to Rocky's statue. <laughs> Gorbachev was like, you know, the, 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 the not quite as hot chick that hangs out with the influencer? That's what he was. And he was trying to buy all the same red bottom shoes and he couldn't keep up. And that's what happened. He was you know what actually, they should have? What happened was we, he, he was a fucking human being as opposed to now we got a dementia guy and a fucking sociopath. Dude, you know what they should have had, Bill? They should have politician playing cards. How fucking dope would that be? Like having a having a George Washington would be like having a Babe Ruth. <laughs> be like, yo, dude, oh, I got trading that, cards. I got that I grant. I got I got that grant. In I got that grant rookie card when he didn't have a beard yet. You know, historically speaking, generals have made terrible fucking presidents. Um, as has reality show stars and people with dementia. Not good presidents. For sure. All right. So, so far I have, what do I have, Andrew? I got the Vikings. I have the. Dolphins and Colts. Dolphins and Colts. And my fourth and final pick going into week number 12. Oof. Um. Hey, Paul, I'm up 34 and a half points collectively this week. Yeah, no, dude, you're 
Listen, nobody could question you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is the thing. I think the NFL just wants fucking close games. I'm going to tell you, dude, I'm, I'm petrified of this Bengals-Titans game. One and a half, it's a pick em. It's basically a t- coin toss. Yeah, I it's stayed in, away from that. It's in Tennessee. All right. Oh, how about Paul Bursey coming over to fucking, coming I'm over gonna, to Bill Burr's cheat sheet. I'm going to Colts and Tennessee. I didn't take Tennessee. You're on your way. You're on your way. I'm not taking. You're on your way. Paul, I don't own teams. I'm just, I told you, stay away from me this week. I'm going to take Tom Brady off of a bye week. I don't like that it's three and a half. I don't like that it's three and a half, but I like that it's Cleveland. And I think that, uh, I think the Buccaneers got their defense a little bit of rest. I think they'd win that game by a touchdown or six. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the hapless Cleveland Browns. Minus Guess three what, and a half. I love that pick. You do or you I love do? That okay. pick. I love oh. that pick. I didn't see that. And then once you broke it down, you know, Paul, you're looking a little Russian these days. You know, with the shaved head and that fucking, you know, that dark beard. Dude, I'm down. Uh, I'm down nah, 12. Do. I'm down 12. I'm down 12 pounds. Paul, I don't I give a shit about your I, weight. I want to know well, what you're doing against the bookie. You don't care if I'm fat or skinny. What do hey, you do? Hey, Paul man, was plus 12 at the beginning of this season. Now he's the favorite. He's minus 12. <laughs> dude, is there anything better than losing 12 pounds right before Thanksgiving? Uh, dude, I haven't had a drink in almost 20 days, and I, I got to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I dude, don't I was think just I'm picturing you at the Thanksgiving with your arms tied behind your back with your face in the plate like a pie-eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> I lost 12 pounds. Somebody get my shade. Dude, I don't want to drink, man. I hate the way I feel after I drink now. It's over, man. Oh, it's the worst. Dude, it's it's two glasses of wine. I feel horrible in the morning. I'm tired. I don't want to get out of bed. I haven't hey, drank in 20 days. Oh, it's for young people. Let them have their fun. We had our fun. I'm not going to shit on drinking totally, but when you get to be our age, Paul, you know, when you're, when you're as old as a second semester fucking senator, State senator, at that point, you got to hang it up, right? Second term, is that what they call it? <laughs> uh, Bill, we're getting killed on a Monday night special, buddy. I mean, we just can't do it. Because they went Jim Irsay on us. They changed the fucking rules, and then that's what happened. The competition committee. Yeah, we gave them a couple hits. They had a meeting. Some people, you know, <laughs> the pens flew. All right, so this hey, is what's the, the over/under on. Uh, 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 I want to fucking. I want to bet on. Can you bet on the uh, Westminster Dog Show? Me and my wife do that with each other every year. I think you can. So we I don't know if it two years in a row, and I just haven't. I, I'm fucking. I can't see the dogs anymore, man. I'm not me. <laughs> Stealing um, your line. What uh? What do you think, Bill? You know what time it is? Oh, let the Monday night special. <laughs> Win some money for you. Let the Monday night special. We got to hit one this week. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are laying two and a half, and the under over is 39. I like the Colts. I like whoever the Colts quarterback is to throw a fucking touchdown. What's the under over? 
Oh, okay. They brought Ryan back. Matt Ryan's back. I thought they, they benched him for the kid. And then when they got the new coach, they put him in, and he had two really good games. That's what I would think. Dude, the fact that they're blaming Matt Ryan that the Colts stink, the fact that they're blaming Russell Wilson that the Broncos stink. Russell Wilson was the shit with Seattle. Matt Ryan was fucking great with Atlanta. All right? But and a lot a of times, the shit. And then but all of a sudden they go on these teams and what? They forgot how to play quarterback because they got traded? The fuck out of here. The Colts no. stink and the Broncos stink. Well, here's the thing, though. The reason why Russell Wilson, they're not playing for him is because he pulled an Ellen, Bill. He pulled an Ellen. Oh, stop with that fucking real housewife horse shit, Paul. He I don't give a fuck. You won't give me my cell phone number. Really? I'm making a million dollars a year to go out and play football. I don't give a fuck. Dude, Grow if, up. You, if you saw your if you saw your teammate doing cartwheels up and down the aisle of the plane when you're sleeping for four hours, that wouldn't annoy you. And he's not How giving do you even you know that number? happened. What I fat mean, fucking sports reporter told you that? Who never got picked in gym class? I think Bronco players were complaining about it. That's where they got it from, I think. But oh, what did they tweet about it? What kind I, of a man rats out his fucking quarterback? He's doing. He, he did a little molly after the game. He wants to feel the rug on his feet and his hands. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, all right, so then that's what we're going to do. We're going to go Matty Ice to throw one. We're going to yep. go over thir over 39. And the Colts. I didn't say over. I didn't say what, what's what's it's 39. And who are they playing? The Steelers? You, you said over, didn't you? I don't, I don't know what I said. Okay, it's 39. <laughs> they're playing the Steelers. I think the Steelers scored a bunch of points next week, and I don't think that they're going to do it again. Okay. All right, we'll go under. Listen, that's a coin I don't toss. Know, Paul, I don't like how easy you're swayed here, Paul. You're not pushing no, back No, but you want to know why? Because the under-over is ruined. Because the under-over is a coin toss. It's it, it, it does. There's no skill in it, unless it's raining, unless it's weather. So I'll ride with you whichever way you want to fucking go, because it's stupid. All right, just stop yelling at me. <laughs> Um, all right, we'll go under. And I love them to win the game, minus two and a half. And I love you. <laughs> I love you. Dude, are you still sick? Well, when you're fucking screaming your act and you have a cough for an hour and 20 minutes every fucking weekend and you do 19 <laughs> podcasts a week, it's kind of hard to get over a cough. <laughs> that is true. I got uh, over the cold. <laughs> the cough is feeling pretty good, but like, you know, I blew off. I couldn't do the Monday morning podcast this week, but now I got to do the Thursday one. You know why, Paul? Because there's a bunch of guys out there in loveless marriages having people coming over for Thanksgiving. And as they're sitting there carving the turkey, they're thinking like, what if I just took this knife and stuck it right in the neck of my fucking <laughs> wife's brother and love's brother or whatever, right? They can't do it. <laughs> They ride out another holiday, Paul. I'm going to carve the turkey. I'm the turkey carver in this house. You know what gets them through it, Paul? What? A fucking podcast done by a couple of knuckleheads that bet on football. That's right. That's all. That's all like some some oh, guys, Paul. Oh, some guys, oh. Paul. That's all they got. Listen, I want to say something here. And I want to, and you know, I've been very humble as much as I can on this podcast this year because I was losing. But a lot of tweet, a lot of Twitter people came at me going, 
Oh, Paul, the picks are real rough this year. Oh, God, you guys are shit in the bed this year. I just want to say, listen, it's not over yet, and that could happen. But you know something? Just tweet now. I just want you to tweet now. Oh, he was eight back and Bill was four back. Guess what? We're right there. Fucking assholes. It's a long season. How about that? Hey, Paul, they're quitters. Quitters. They're quitters. They don't like their life and they want you to fail. So they're saying all of this shit. Yeah. You know, it's what they do. That's why I don't watch fucking ESPN and all that fucking bullshit. Like, why do I need to know that a guy's doing a cartwheel down the fucking. First of all, that's impressive. That's no, not it a wasn't. wide aisle. Oh, I was joking about the cartwheel. He was doing that like high knee shit and his like calisthenic workout like on the plane while people were sleeping. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. This is just me. Maybe not you, me. If a guy tells me I'll have my people give you my number and then I'm sitting on the plane with a mask on trying to sleep and he's fucking running up and down doing that and I got to block for him and fucking risk my life for that asshole on Sunday. For me, fuck that guy. That guy should be taking people out. I, I disagree with that. Buy some shrimp for the team. I disagree with that, Paul. 100%. Okay. Be a fucking pro. Risking your life. You're fucking 300 pounds. You get to eat whatever the fuck you want as a lineman. You get paid millions of dollars to protect the guy. That's your fucking job. Your job is not to be friends with them. Okay? So guess what? Kevin McHale and Larry Bird weren't friends. They didn't fucking hang out. And Kevin's like, we don't need to be friends. They're fucking pros. And I remember one time the fucking Celtics kicked the shit out of this team in the first game of the playoffs. And the, one of the guys in the other team goes, yeah, they better be ready. They better be ready for game two. Do, 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 do. And fucking Kevin McHale goes, you should be ready every night. It's the NBA. So you're going to sit there and pout and not block is good because you can't no. get the fucking quarterback's phone number? I don't think they're not. Why don't not you go out on the field with a dress on? I don't That's think they're not blocking. That's a real housewife shit. No, I don't think they're not blocking for him. I just think they don't like him. But I think they're still, you know. So what? Yeah. I'm just saying. So what, I, so what you're suggesting because they don't like him because he didn't give them their phone number. Right? They couldn't go take a dump in one of his 14 fucking bathrooms <laughs> that now they're not going to block as hard? I just think a team needs to to have chemistry and love Love the cohesiveness. Hey Paul, you need the owner, you need the GM, you need the coach, and you need the players. They got the player. They got the quarterback. That's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And all of a sudden, he goes from Seattle to this fucking – he goes from Seattle with Pete Carroll yeah, to this fucking jerk-off – not a jerk-off, but a franchise that's in a jerk-off moment in their history. And now he's taking all the heat. It's stupid. He's not the problem. No, I, okay, I and if you're a lineman and he won't give you his fucking number, get over it. You're 300 pounds. You can go to a titty bar and get blown in the VIP room. And that's not enough for you? It's a good point. It is a good point. It's a good point. Um, the rest of your life, you're going to sit there with your aches and pains thinking, you know, I could have tried a little harder. You had me at you could eat anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, everybody. Well, this has been uh, – let's hope we keep this thing going. Oh, Bill, if we come back next week. Don't talk to me about hope. Hope. Hope going to pay your rent. Um, well, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Uh, oh, by the way, everybody, if you have just recently joined us and, – and I want to say this again. If you don't like our under-overs on the Monday Night Special, you can roll with our pick for, um, you know – 
you could roll with our pick for who's going to win the game. You could take the Colts. You could do all that stuff. Um, and we thank you guys for jumping on that. We want to win you some money. We will win you some money. Um, and we're gonna we're about to be close to the book there. So just all you got to do if you want to ride with us and bet, go to BetMGM. Download the app, use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, very simple. Put as little as 10 bucks in, and they'll match your bets up to $1,000 in free bets, even if you lose, guys. So hey, there Paul, you go. Collectively, between you, you and my record, we're over 500. Picking eight games a week against the spread. I think we're doing all right. I got to say, if we can be close to where we are now after this year, that's 36 weeks, guys. That's 36 weeks against the spread. I told you, I went on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, and they go, Paul, we want you to pick a game for the week. It'll be fun. And in between the commercial, I go, hey, dude, is this against the spread? And they all bursted out laughing, going, no. So there you have it, everybody. Those are our picks going into week number 12. You got my four picks. You got Bill's four picks. You got the Monday night special. You know to download the app. Use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. Put your money in, and they will match up to 1000 as little as 10 bucks. We want to wish you, from us to you, from our humble little show, uh, anything better NFL preview. We want to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the family. Have enjoy yourself the wine. a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I hope you hit all your bets. By the way, Thanksgiving, real quick before we get out of here. Not one game with the Lions. Not two games with the with the Cowboys. They're going three games. You get the Patriots and Vikings. Let's be honest, guys. It's a fun, fun Thanksgiving. So be safe. Enjoy everybody. And we will see you next week. I don't know why I did this. I love that. I want that to be your new thing. And we will see you next week. Hey. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And remember, guys, to bet, you got to be 21 years of age or older to wager in Arizona, Colorado, D.C., Iowa, Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, New York, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Uh, excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Uh, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP for Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, West Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for Confidential Help, Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 for Mississippi. Sports betting is void in Georgia. Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada.